Welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies. Three films which are not linked by the usual elements, like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director, or a writer, or actor, or sometimes much, much less. I'm Tyree. I'm Matt. And today, we are capping off the insane trilogy of imagination by Terry Gilliam with the final installment, 1989's... The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, which I called Munchausen or Munchausen <laughs> a million times. That third one sounds good. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Oh. But <laughs> oh. to help us close the book on this, mm. this mad, mad man, we've got uh, an equally mad, mad man. Friend of the pod, Simon. I don't know your last name. Oh, Harvey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was such a mouthful of an intro that was so beautifully delivered and you just really botched it there. And I have known you maybe... I've actually known you a while. Yeah. But we've met all of maybe like four hours total. Maybe yeah. less? <laughs> if maybe? you add it up, if that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, probably true. It's very fleeting. But it's, it's, but you it's, two know each other very well. Yeah, we so went to So maybe I'll let you guys do the talking. We went to uni together. That's how we found out that we were... We were both uh, lovers of, of film and both, what was it, the way you wanted to be described? Whiny, a whiny boy? A whiny boy. Yeah, which is because of his love of wine, not because he's whiny, like, a, I mean, maybe today you'll complain a lot, I don't know. I intend to. I feel like at the end of this podcast, people will write in and be like, can Simon be on the show as a host because he's got a much nicer voice than both of you two? Like, in terms of radio voice, it's just like... Uh, and so you're implying... Well, sultry voice, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually even lower and croakier oh. because of... I've had a big weekend. Yeah. Of uh, wine. Of wine, <laughs> more beer. No really wine live, and beer. Really living up to that that title. Yeah. Um, and I'm sick. You, you have I'm done. Whining. You were the second guest we've had on. We oh, had uh, our we had our much. old media teacher Brenny Carroll on mm. for the Cage Uncaged trilogy, and he uh, grew up with those movies, so he had seen them all. Mm. But he didn't do what you did. He came on for um, Face Off, yeah, mm-hmm. which was the end of that one as well. And he didn't rewatch the others because he'd seen them like previously, but he was able to talk on them. But you have actually done us a service of watching Time Bandits and Brazil before now watching Munchausen. You've gone yeah. above and beyond the call. Yeah. That's because I misunderstood the assignment. Oh. I thought you wanted me to watch all three. <laughs> so I was like, oh, crap. i got a week to find time. And He did ask me questions and I just left them read and didn't wow. answer them just to be like... Sometimes. As per usual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you... We, we've obviously done those episodes... And we've we've given our thoughts, so people know what we think about those films. What do what are you what are your kind of thoughts and overview of those films? Like, do you mm. did you like them? Did you not? Did you what what do you what do you what do you think? Well, yeah, I guess as a whole, this trilogy, it is easy to see kind of the commonality. Like, I mean, Terry Gilliam's a, a wild filmmaker in all his <laughs> films, but these have a similar kind of energy and creative flair, I guess, which mm. I felt across all of them. So. Mm. Was the first one Time Bandits? Time Bandits, yeah. Uh, which I didn't know anything about, and I kind of, I think I watched it in a bit of a daze, or it put me in a daze, and I, I just, I don't remember it really well. I just have kind of like the kid in the movie being like, "Was it real? Was yeah, it real? yeah. Was is it, it a dream? I, is Sean Connery, is Sean Connery, my dad." <laughs> and, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, yeah. Um, and he, it was, he was meant to be in Munchausen as well, but we'll get to that. Munchausen. I, I did actually hear about this, but you can explain to me yeah, uh, yeah. later. <laughs> Let's but. pronounce it wrong every time, and then whoever, what, whatever, whatever pronunciation we give Munchausen, the other one should just lean in and say another version of it, even if it's wrong. Uh, like yeah, if like one of us Munchausen. Like, and I'm like Munchausen. Oh. And then the ne- next person's like Munchausen. It's like Munchausen. No, no, it's a Hausen Munch. <laughs> It's uh, Munhausen. <laughs> the, the sh- 
then the k is uh, actually silent. So. That's my nose. Mm. What, uh, what was your first Terry Gilliam film? Do you remember? Um, oh, probably. Uh, did he do Life of Brian or did he just do... He did direct yeah, it, yeah. yeah. He did direct okay. it, yeah. Damn. Which is true. That's probably my first as well. I'd say so. Um, but did yeah. we see... Did Was it you and I and a few others that saw... Um, Don Quixote together at the film festival a few Not years me. ago. No, I think it was no, us. We oh, us. Okay, right. Ah, yeah. yeah, I haven't right. seen that one. Um, I'd seen uh, probably Twelve Monkeys actually, and that mm, that quickly okay. became a favorite of mine. Mm. Have you seen that? No, nope. I've seen most of it. Um, I think I pirated it. No offense. Yeah, I've seen it. Ten Monkeys. No offense <laughs> to, to, <laughs> <laughs> to the, the film industry at large. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, I watched it <clears throat> through legal means. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I never finished it though. I think similar to your uh, experience with Time Bandits, I was in a daze, and that film, um, like with all his movies, it just—it's almost like it, it reminds me of my dad in a way. The way he talks, he goes on tangents that become the new story, and you're like, "Wait, hang on a minute." But what about that first what, one? What were you originally talking about? Go yeah. back. Oh, yeah. uh, um, which is which people love and hate. Um, but for, for whatever reason, I didn't connect with that movie. Mm. Haven't finished it though. I got to give it. I give it another it. go. I exactly. Think. I liked the opening. From I was like, I'm in. Yeah. But then it just as it went on, I was like, I think I'm tuning out. It may have been too late. It does, me, unlike say the three, or less like the three in this trilogy. Mm-hmm. I feel that one comes together really well in the end, and it's mm-hmm. all kind of things click into place in the uh, very yeah. final moments. Uh, it's also a more. Yeah, it's a more dramatic film in terms yes. like it's less. You know, everything is silly in the three films in the trilogy. Yeah. Like there's always some like uh, sarcastic wit or irony or, or it feels like, like that, that a satirical kind of, it feels yeah. like the Python DNA is still kind of filtering through yeah. these ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, which For makes sure. sense. Cause they yeah. came off the back of those, those like ones. That and that, them. the, the um, 12 monkeys was his second nineties movie, right? I think mm. he had done the Fisher King with Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges. Uh, so he had like, Drunk the Hollywood Kool Aid, I think, and sort of like played ball a bit more, maybe. Well, yeah, because I, yeah, uh, I watched an got interview. Got some big it, names on. With yeah, Bruce yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and I saw yeah. an interview with him after he'd made, just after he'd made this film, um, Munchausen, Munchausen, Munchausen. <laughs> just after he'd made this film, and he was saying, uh, they were like, "What have you got next? Like, how can you possibly top this?" And he was like, "Well, uh, I've, uh, I'm actually doing something I never thought I'd do, and I'm using, I'm, I'm." I'm directing a film that I didn't write. Like he's like mm-hmm. going to a screen. And I was like, also he was thinking that he was just going to create his own stuff all the time. And that turned out weirdly enough, you might know something about this Tari because oh, yeah. you're a big fan of this like franchise. Oh. It turned out to be the watchman, which I don't think he ever ended up doing. No. Yeah. But he was, really? he was as much, he like as much as, it, I don't know if he was contracted for it, but he was mm-hmm. literally saying it in a, in a press, you know, um, like out in the open being like, yeah, I'm going to do that one. And he was kind of talking about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I've always wanted to do superhero stuff, and oh. this." And it's really interesting him talking about it in the late '80s when any, before any of it hit. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was he was originally going to do Watchmen, and then and then it didn't happen. I don't know what happened. There, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, that is, is that what eventuated like uh, two decades later? Is not the Zack series Snyder's one? Oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I wasn't the so, same yeah. script that I, was buried. Oh, in that's a great question. House. I assumed when I just... heard that that I was like, "Oh, that's the one Snyder did." But then I didn't put it together that like he that would have come out. Potentially. Years later, when Maybe. did it come out? Like late nineties, early two thousands, or what? The Snyder's one, movie. yeah. Oh no, two thousand four like... or six or something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, sure. I don't know. If, I don't know yeah. if it was the same one. Don't know. Yeah, Put that laptop sure. to work. Yeah, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some research here. <clears throat> I'm gonna um, get to the bottom of this. <laughs> two thousand and 
while while 2009. Does... Okay. Uh, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Six yeah. plus four is almost. Yeah. Well, this is he was Too talking about the... this in '89, so yeah. I doubt. I mean, it was, if it's the same script, that it would have been very different, obviously. But I doubt yeah. it was the same. I mean, it must have just been a. It died and then and then it came back then. I could maybe see him making that work. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Apparently yeah. he got I really mean, close. If with Twelve one Monkeys the... worked the way you say it does, mm. apparently he got really close with one of the Potter films as well. I heard that, yeah, and J.K. Rowling wanted him. That, yeah, that I could actually see. I could see that for sure, especially one of the kookier ones, like three or four. I couldn't see that until I'm watching Munchausen. Munchausen. (laughs) Munchausen. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Munchausen. (laughs) I couldn't see that until watching this movie that we're watching. Yeah, true. After this, I was like, okay, no, I I could see it now, actually. Mm. I could see it. When I watched Brazil, I was like, I guess you could have done a film just about the ministry, like about the Ministry of Magic or something, just like the weird. Yeah. But that would have been a bad film. Yeah. No one wants that. Um, he was pretty salty that he didn't get the role. Apparently, imagine someone made a film like a like a political thriller, but it was about the it was set in the Potter world and it was just called like it was it's called like Fudge or something like it was just like about Cornelius <laughs> Fudge like his rise to power. It's like a black and white poster of Fudge just like with the mutton chops just like re- looking really somber, like kind of like a Churchill kind of movie. Fudge. <laughs> you know magic. his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know his story. <laughs> now see him become the man behind the magic. Behind the fudge. <laughs> behind the fudge. <laughs> um, cool. So you were getting on. So you, 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 you time bandits. You were kind of in a daze. Yeah. Um, um, what about? And it, I think it because it it's really weird and um, <laughs> just the, the the higher pitched voices of the the well, main yeah. cast of characters mm. like. It's like they bored into my mind, and <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a bit uh, distracting, or, or just I ultimately liked the movie. Um, okay, you were uh, won over by the the George Harrison song at the end. Yeah, yeah, totally. I remember that. <laughs> was it a George Harrison song? It was a George Harrison movie. Essentially, he he financed it. No way. Similarly okay. to what he did with with um Brian and Life of Brian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like, no idea. he was like, oh, you can't get the money. Oh, here you go, here you go. And he just gave him like five million dollars to make it. <laughs> yeah. I can do this because I'm rich. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this, but I was in a band called the Beatles. Yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> we made songs about. Things. What did they make songs about? Pretty much just ladies, things, yeah. And then ladies love. Eventually, just like life Norwegian itself. woods. I don't know. Norwegian woods. Yeah, yeah, cars that someone else can drive. Doing it in the road. <laughs> Doing it in the road. Yeah. What's that? Why don't you? No, why don't we do it in the road? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, put yeah. that at the end of the episode to sign us out. That's okay. A good um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Brazil? We'll get taken down for like copyright. <laughs> George, George somehow does it. Just even pitch though he's it up. Been... Like the um, time bandits. Like the time bandits. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a good up. idea. Why don't we? I'm not going to attempt that. What? Um, you, you'd seen Brazil before, though, right? Yeah, that was um, back when I was first getting into to film yeah. properly. So we're going back. At least ten years. I yeah, think. right. So I didn't remember it much, but this morning uh, I woke up and I was like, "All right, I'm going to rewatch Brazil." I didn't have time to finish it, but I did get through just over halfway. Mm. And so when I watched it back the first time, I felt similar to you guys. I think you both weren't big on it. Yeah, In fact, you didn't we were like kind it. of middling on it. We were pretty it. cold. Yeah, we were pretty, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess we were yeah. both very sick. So like oh, that yeah. would have coloured our opinions of it a little bit, but uh, yeah. on the whole, we were yeah, 
Which and was I also didn't do any research for that episode entirely. I was like, ah, I you was pretty, asshole. <laughs> I was pretty salty. But I've done no research for this episode. So, ah, it's you know, all my, on me. Tyree's Revenge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> episode three, Tyree's Revenge. <laughs> no, but uh, I, want, I thought I'd love it was the thing. Mm. Like, I, it had been on my list for so long. It's his, like, his yeah. you know, thing, magnum yeah. opus or whatever. Yeah. yeah, every time I see the picture, like pictures from it or, post, or the but poster, I'm like, damn. Tyree put it well in that episode, which was it, all, it was almost like a marrying of what was happening uh, to the film as it, as it was released or, or not being released that kind of got all this fandom and like pop culture like kind of like fiery like uh, student energy behind it to be like hey release the film like it's 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 you know they'd seen it at some kind of screening or something mm. wasn't it and so mm. they oh, loved right. it and the film the 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 um the producers or the studio who made it they were like we're not releasing this it's crazy it doesn't make sense we don't want this ending that he was like well if you're going to take out the ba- the the sad ending I'm not really like there was all this kind of um, everything was at a loggerheads essentially, yeah. and so the film was very much like about like this person breaking out of this like very I don't know bureaucratic system filled with red tape and all these executives who had this power, and then in the real world the film was kind of being torn apart by executives who had all this power and yeah. it was trying to break for all this yeah. stuff. So it was kind of married the the culture and the the um the energy around it was all very similar, mm. and so that I mean. I think at the end of the day, if you if you watched that film and liked it, it's still obviously like, um, we j- it just didn't hit for us for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. just it's not just a good film because of the time that it came out in or the events that surrounded it, but that may have that may have uh, helped it in terms of um, its mm. like popularity at the time potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like this film. It's only considered good because of this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. No, that, was, I, that was like literally what we said in the pod, like yeah. word for word in that uh, in that song. in that timbre. <laughs> timbre. Munchausen. Munchausen. I just want to say really quickly. I should have brought this up on that episode, but I've seen Jonathan Price act live on stage. What? Whoa! Lead actor Jonathan Price of the Pirates of the Caribbean fame. Yeah, and And Brazil uh, fame, obviously. And of Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, I was going to say Bond. Yeah, Die Another Day. And also just theater. Or the world is not enough. World is not enough. I think. I think that's the. Is he a villain in that? He's the paper mogul, like (laughs) newspapers. It's the worst. He's the worst villain ever because mainly because of his like um, his plan, which is just like I'm gonna he's gonna start a world war so that he can cover it with his media channel. But it's like this film is made in the mid to late '90s, and he's like newspaper, magazines, TV, the way of the future, <laughs> nothing, nothing else. He's like that's oh the old the way of the news, baby. He never mentions internet or anything, and so his plan is just terrible. Um, it's an immediate dated film I he guess. also has a yeah yeah it is yeah, really right dated. at that turning point but michelle lee's in it michelle lee michelle, yo yo michelle yo yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah hang on but michelle yo's in it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So pretty cool. he's gonna make me edit that okay? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'm doing this wait, episode wait. so just for the record matt k said michelle lee first you can't prove it yo. no one can prove it <laughs> He um, gets final cut, so he's gonna listen to the entire thing and go you kept that michelle you, you <laughs> leave it in it i call him yeah, yeah. Asshole. The end yeah. of the start of these yeah. episodes just becomes the voicemails that we leave to each other that are like threatening to leave the pod and like <laughs> the, the fight that the podcast becomes just a, a, a friendship like yeah wilting <laughs> on the vine <laughs> on the wine whiny boy um, yeah back yeah. to me yeah <laughs> I don't care about your friendship yeah true I can see it here <laughs> it's not flourishing. Not flourishing. <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing this thing too long. Yeah. We've only gone through uh, Just episodes. quickly, I just wanted to say, so where I'm at now, just over halfway point, Yes, I like it a lot. 
so much more than I did the first time. Oh. Um, and I don't know. It feels out of the three films, it feels the most focused and... Mm. Um, I think I would oh. agree. I'm surprised because I th- saw your letterbox that was an older version. It was like three stars or something. And I was like, I feel like Simon would love this film. So the fact yeah. that you've rewatched it and you've, you've like, because you, you have a much more, I don't know if the word is like patient or just like inquisitive or curious. When you watch films, rather, like if we're sitting next to each other, it's so much more often that you're like just absolutely engrossed in what's happening mm. and i'm kind of like i can't really get into this like especially if they're more non-traditional especially like brazil's kind of weird you know so yeah. much to interpret so much going on so much strangeness and like oh it's like it's easy for a film like that to um kind of push you away rather than bring you in because... yeah but if i mean that's a good way if it, if the film is like a wave it's like you just go with the wave you mm. just get taken out into the rip and you're like yeah like flood me whereas i'm just like ah no get me back to the shore like it's still weird i'm just like thrashing like it i feel like i need to i, I need to progress in my film watching abilities oh it's, it's i mean it really does depend on the person i'm sure i have similar reactions to certain films where mm. i just can't get into it yeah yeah it's like ah and but yeah, the more you watch, I feel like the more patience you develop, I guess. Um, but also it does depend. It took me much longer to get through Time Bandits. Like it just, I felt the need to pause and go mm. take See, a break. See, that's really funny because I loved Time Bandits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but ultimately, as I said, I liked it, but it was just yeah. kind of... Slow, a slog. And I think maybe I was tired at the time as well. And I'm just like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was this was Time Bandits in between one of the weddings you had in the, in the last? You haven't gotten married in the last couple of days, but you've been to weddings. He's been married twice, actually. <laughs> was that married be- or divorced? Was it in between any it. of the any of the um, celebrations? Oh, I can't remember if you mentioned that. Remember. It was uh, it was like a week and a half ago. Okay. I don't know where I was. I'm all gilliamed up because I've done it in about Brian. a week. I watched it. It's beautiful. I watched it a couple of days ago. This, this yeah, but I'm, I'm more gilliamed up than you because I watched all three. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 100%. You're just going to take that, Matt? I'm now like, trying to like, get you guys to play yeah, yeah, each yeah. other as well. <laughs> no, yeah, our friendship's too strong. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's flourishing. Yeah. You can't kill a tree that's already ancient. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, can you cut that? Because that sucked. It's going at the top of the episode, I think. For sure. <laughs> <clears throat> can be like can echo throughout. You can't kill. Yeah, room. don't delete it. It's what do they say? Uh, uh, double it. Double <laughs> Repeat it. Repeat it. Double it on the what? on the um, blank check. Whenever they do something, they want to cut. Oh right. He's just like cut that, that, and the other guy's like, no, 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 double it. Double like, it. Like put it, do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Add some reverb in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just edit that thing to craziness. Yeah. I'll go crazy <laughs> with it. Um, well, I guess that sort of brings us to Munchausen now. Yeah, speaking of craziness, am I right, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. Wild movie. I'm slapping Ooh. my knee right yeah. as we speak. Yeah. yeah. yeah so um, slapping it too. Let's hope the mics are picking that up. We're just slapping like crazy right yeah. now. No, the, the, gig, the, the, the joke was that you didn't. Oh, yeah. No, we got no. crappy mics. <laughs> <sighs> I'm working with a... Actually, yeah, we do sound different. <laughs> a baron. You're working with a baron. <laughs> no, you were saying... I think, I think you're so right about... about Gilliam's later movies having like coming into their own at the end or maybe being more focused like these ones this one for me felt the most it's really I was kind of I was kind of perplexed while I watched this because I was like how can I like a film like Time Bandits Mm. like be charmed by it Mm. and this one you could argue on paper is a similar-ish equation Mm. and I was like 
this is this is just like I've, it felt aimless in comparison. I suppose that's the main thing is the story didn't feel as connected. It felt like um, the the time band like if you if rather than the whole trilogy because it does feel like that middle film sticks out a little bit in terms of like tone even and just like oh, yeah. the, the first two feel more kind of I don't know in the realm of like wonder and magic and all this well, stuff. Well, two are more whimsy, children's yeah. films or, yeah. or family films, yeah. Yeah. even though they are quite still quite dark, mm. which yeah. I'm sure you guys have talked about. Um, yeah. Whereas Brazil is, it's not uh, targeting kids at all. So you were, you were lukewarm on this, you might say. I'd say probably even less. Like, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm that really. friendship we had. <laughs> It's, it's teetering. <laughs> it's buckling. It's, when I uh, said flourish before for us, this, here's a, <laughs> I don't know anymore. Here's the thing: is that I could read this film in a way that makes me like it a lot more, and I, and it's not, I'm not far away from like believing or like like um, subscribing to that that particular take, which is that it's a film about how even in well, especially in times of like great grim reality, we need to just we need to escape into like this kind of wild fantasy, you know, mindset and things like that. Like even when the army is literally at your gates and the city is under siege, it's like, that's, that's when this stuff is the most important, you know? And it's like, that's why the film is kind of directionless because the stories don't really need to make sense. They just need to be there for, as like a balm for the, for the, for the people in this city. Mm. So I really like, I was really not enjoying it for the most part because of how disjointed and how random it felt. And then when it switched at the end to be like, he's still on stage telling this story and all the actors are kind of like, oh my God, this is it. Like they've, it's all switched since the beginning. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I can't, th- this is better now. Like it saved it a little bit for me because I was like, I get, it made the meaning that I was trying to dream up like fit. Um, but, but then I, I think it's just too many sins or too many, like too many execution problems for me that I'm just like, it's, it just doesn't hit as well. I don't really care about the character. Like, I, I really loved and cared about the Time Bandits. I didn't want any of them to die by the end of that film. Whereas oh. this film, I was like, I don't really care about any of these characters. I wanted all those Time yeah. Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cheered when Groucho got smushed or whatever his name was. Yeah. I want him dead, yeah. buried in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That, what, what is it about the yeah. Time Bandits that you like latch onto so much? Because I, I think if you could like do a side by side comparison, he sees yeah. himself I don't think in this, them. You know, yeah, every maybe. one yeah, of them yeah, is yeah, like yeah. you've always wanted to be a Time Bandit. Last week he was telling me how he wanted to steal stuff through time. Yeah, actually. I so think maybe you've just got a natural. That's not possible. I have yeah. thought about Sorry, it. Sorry, to burst your bubble. <laughs> I've don't crush his dream. Come on, man. <laughs> it was almost that it was just more. It had more purpose. Like I could see what the film was about. It was about a kid who was stuck in his home with shitty parents who'd only cared about consumerism and like buying the next best blender on the market and whatever and didn't care about his love of history, didn't care about his love... What did you say? I said relatable. (laughs) I love my blenders. They didn't care about him. And so... And I love... I love heroic characters who are kind of villainous in the sense that like he gets swept up by these characters who when they first see him, they like jump on him to like beat him up. And then he becomes part of their family in this crazy romp through history and he's loving it and he's like learning all these like it that just felt like the film was more i guess in a in a some kind of a way formulaic maybe the 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 um this one munchausen was like i i just it it felt like it was being told in a really strange way where it's like it's a thing he's going back in history or he's going back 
through these dimensional kind of worlds to save mm. or find his old friends. But I didn't really get who he was. I get who the time bandits were. Time bandits were. That's a huge thing. I got who they were. I get what their job was. I get why they didn't want to do their job. And I got why they went on this adventure. And I love that the kid was part of it and was told from his perspective. And it was great. Munchausen and, and his f- weird, like, you know, assortment of friends. I was like, who are they? Why? Like, what, where are we in the time and place? Like, it was just all a bit like the context wasn't there, maybe. So I wasn't like drawn in immediately. Mm. And that just from the get that hurt a lot to go then into the story. I was just like not on the ride, maybe. For whatever reason, that worked for me. And I don't know why. Really? Yeah. So what did you think? Like I had, I was going into it with the same. I latched onto Munchausen. Mm. Munchausen. Mankhausen. <laughs> Mank. <laughs> Mank. Mank. Oh, Manky. I latched onto him just as easily as I did, and his consort of like buddies. I latched onto them as easily as I latched onto the time bandits themselves. I can, I I can totally see that for sure. Yeah. But I think it was, I, you need to refresh my memory a little bit because mm. it is a little hazy. Does it open with the town sort of under siege and that play happening or does it open yeah. Yeah. with, okay. Yeah. And then Baron comes in yeah, and, he's and like, tells the real how story it happened. Yeah. Yeah, of the, the, um, the Sultan and everything. Yeah. Yes. Once we cracked into the Sultan story, I was like, I need more of this. Just more wacky adventures from old monkey. I was, Munch, I was the same. It was like a slow burn at the start yeah. uh, for me because um, the play was so chaotic and I was mm. trying to, I'm like, who's the, like, what's going on? The yeah. character. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we kind of get the, the, the little girl. And I was like, okay, she, like, there's, I'm on her side in yeah. this. And then he shows up, the Baron, and he was a bit, when he, when he's so old, he was hard to, hard yeah. to watch because he's yeah. so like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's pretty wild, pretty like, wild that you, this is a I'm film, down, Baron. this is a film that, that it's two leads are an 80 year old man, like not the actor, but the character, 80 year old man and like a 10 year old girl. Mm. I didn't get where, I didn't get where the Baron was like, cause he, when he saw the people on the stage in this play, mm. he was like, ah, it's uh, it's all my old friends. That was confusing. But then he switched to be like, I gotta go and get my old friends to save the town. I was like, but you just. He's just senile, right? Yeah. yeah. You can just yeah. excuse yeah. that behavior. Because then all that, all the adventures end up becoming part of the story he's telling on stage again. Yes. Once we cut. Which that, that also confused me. Like, yeah. but I guess I sort of got it that it was like, you know, within it's a story within yeah. a story within yeah. itself. Yeah. We should also, he- we should also preface that this is a, the, the Baron and these stories are all like old German, like folklore almost. Yes. It's like a, oh, really? they're books yeah, they're real they're stories. Children books and stuff. It oh, was, this, it was, it was basically, I think back in the 17th century, this character kind of emerged as like this, like. Would, would you say like, I don't know, like war hero, hero folk yeah. hero, some kind of like, like a Robin that. Hood kind of a character for, yeah. this, for that region. And the stories just kept, add, kept getting added to and added to and added to. Mm. And they kept getting more and more kind of ridiculous and crazy. And like, how could someone do that? Oh, but it's the Baron. So he it happened. Lies. Like it's all this. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but that's the thing is like he like, I mean, Gilliam keeps referring to him as like, it's a story about the world's greatest liar. Baron oh. Munchausen or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, there yeah. was some mythology around like, well, is he just a trickster? Is he just a storyteller? Is he an actual hero? It's like, and I guess the film is kind of like, it doesn't matter. It's about, like, that's what I'm thinking is like, mm. is the story 
Because whenever Gilliam's asked about it, point blank, like, what is this about? He doesn't say anything like, it's about this, 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 like the importance of it or whatever. And not that he needs to, but he does, the, he makes these points where he's like, it's about, uh, it's about making hot air balloons with women's underwear. It's about journeying to the moon to dance with the headless, uh, you know, wife of the man himself. It's about find, it's about finding uh, Vulcan and, and, and Venus in the center of the earth. It's like, he just mentions the actual weird disjointed <laughs> plot and doesn't actually and like, say. Okay, Terry, I okay, mean, I guess Terry, you're right. Terry, Terry, it's like his accountant is like, Terry, we spent $40 million on this picture. You need to know what you're doing. What is this about? We're gonna ta- they're going to take your house. Um, I, I definitely feel that. I feel like when you listen to him giving interviews or talking about his movies behind the scenes, he sort of makes himself bulletproof to criticism where it's like, it's almost like he's saying, oh, yeah, people complain that I'm not conforming to rules or anything. And that's like, ah, they're just fuddy-duddies who don't understand you can do whatever you want mm. we're in the realm of imagination here and I'm like mm. uh, alright you got this uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. you're wrong <laughs> yeah because yeah. then you realise you paint yourself as like a fuddy-duddy nerd mm. yeah like, oh shit yeah you're like it'd be nice if this film had some structure and then you're like oh but I don't want to be a fuddy-duddy <laughs> yeah, that's the worst he's part. like because I literally he said something in an interview where he was like People watch these films and they they, they they write reviews and they talk about what they think during the picture. He's like, just let it wash over you. Just make your opinion at the end. He's like, just, and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, I was totally judging this halfway through. <laughs> like, I wasn't into it. But I was like, but isn't that his fault? Like, is that my fault? He's the guy trying to get me into it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, abs- I don't know. Yeah, he's absolving himself of a lot. Right. <laughs> Settle down, fuddy daddy. To, to recap, I did like Munchausen. I'm almost on the fence about which one I like more, Time Bandits or this one, honestly. But, and like, if it wasn't for a few contextual things that I know about the film and the making of the movie, like, it would be a, like maybe a pretty firm win for Munchausen. Wow. You. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank love you. That's, what do you mean that's awesome? <laughs> I don't know. I just that's like just it. Nice I when just someone like... loves a thing, I guess. I yeah. Like when you said you loved Brazil, I was like, funny, Duddy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, I just like it when it's, I just like having different like takes because I just watched this and I was like, I, I, this was the film that throughout probably most of the podcasts, like through all of the films we've done, um, this was the one that I, like you said about Time Bandits, I was like, eh, I got to pause this so I can oh, wow. like, uh, like it was just felt like long and, you know. <sighs> one hour, 30 minutes to go. <laughs> yeah. oh. And like it In has. In this podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Ouch. Um, no, no, no. It, it has been a drought since we've had a big disagreement as well. We've been keen for a good battle royale. Yeah. Differing opinions. Maybe yeah. we'll have it today. A battle royale and then yeah. when we disagree, I'm like, oh, that's awesome, man. Nice work. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. I love that. Anticlimactic. I love your opinion and too. And you're like, come on, hate each other. Yeah, for most, a lot of uh, men, hairs and person. Yeah, I kind of was reminded of Time Bandits in terms of, because, you know, it's just these like smaller stories within a bigger mm. contextual thing. It's an adventure. And it felt like a more polished version of Time Bandits in a lot of ways. Because Time Bandits... Like the the set design and I guess the cinematography, it's all quite murky and mm. sloppy. Yeah, no, it's works. true. Yeah. yeah, it's got this it like vibe of that. Mm. Whereas the Baron, it's much more clean and clear mm. and colors popping and. Yep. Um. So in that sense, yeah, not saying that because it's more polished, it's better. It's mm. just it felt like yeah, revisiting Time Bandits as a concept sort mm. of thing and just being like a more yeah, expensive take on it. I like I, I'm guessing, and it was expensive, <laughs> wasn't it? Like the budget, like forty five million dollars. Well, the budget really? was technically was the budget was technically twenty seven million, and then yeah. they they 
they went to 45 because yeah. that's like Gilliam, like they just kept spending money. Shit just went wrong. Um, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. was this was a... Oh, okay. Gilliam yeah. said he was like, people think they watch this film and they're like, oh, it must have been so much fun to make. And he's like, it wasn't any fun. It was really <laughs> fucking hard. Uh, and they they he said they went to Italy to do it. They filmed it at the, what were they called? The Cina Cheeta Studios in uh, oh, Italy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he went to Italy. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know why. He, he was like, I don't know why I did this because I basically... Don't know anyone here. I used to have a really good system back mm. in England. I don't know anyone here. It's a whole totally different way of doing things. Very like archaic. And then he was like basically just, yeah, just having to figure out how a new system, a new shorthand with all the people he was working with um, to, to figure out this film, which I think is maybe in terms of scope and what is on fi- what is actually on the screen. Because some movies you watch, they're like $180 million budget. Mm. And you're like, where did that money go? Mm. You know? But this film, which for inflation is probably what, like a hundred million dollars, mm. was made in the late eighties. You're like, yeah, fair. This is this is all on the screen. Yeah, it is the most. The, the scope of it is massive. The practical effects are some of the most chaotically dangerous. Like and like, like it looks like everyone is actively like running for their lives in this film. <laughs> like of a film like Spartacus or like something like that of the you know the fifties or something where it's like they were just rolling flaming logs down at like you know people and like you know, all actors. the horses. There was no yeah, stamp at the end of the film being like no animals were harmed. It was like basically the opposite where they were like everything was harmed. <laughs> um, people, the animals, yeah, yeah. The crew. Uh, and you're a bad person for having paid a ticket to this movie. Um, but yeah, so but the, the whole thing yeah. was like I was like this is this is an insane spectacle, and that's kind of why I was confused while I was watching it because I was like this has so much going for it in terms of production value, in terms of practical effects, how they did certain stuff, like just all all of that, mm. and it was so unusual to look at, similar to Brazil, and yet I was not, I was not engaged even when it was that like did you like the sultan sequence because that when mm. that started i was just the like, wager yeah wow you yes. know because it was so such a contrast to what we'd only seen yes so i, I war torn yes i got excited because i was like okay it's just going to be about his adventures but it well, was a specific it was, adventure yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't it was about him going and collecting his old friends which i was like this is lame because it's like retrospective it's not a it's not an active mission it's not like a i know it was an active mission in the sense of like got to get the band back together so we can go save this town from the turks yeah. um I'm not being racist. It was the Turks in the film consistently <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, they are the Turks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Being made up um, of the Turks. Like, it's, it's got some sort of tenuous, I don't know. Space in history or yeah, whatever. It is. Yeah, like you that, don't yeah. really know what the town is they're trying to save or what war it yeah. is. or it just Doesn't it say it's like 18th century, a Wednesday? And then there's something. There's some other. Yeah, there's some other subtitle yeah. at the start that is like pointing fun at the fact that it just did that where it was like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like we don't know where we are or something like that. But yeah, what did so you when that stuff happened? You were like, yes. uh, yeah, and I was uh, probably similar to you. After that sequence, I was like, great, the adventure begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we go back to the town, and it's like more, don't we? We go, yeah. So the town is being invaded, and he sort of says something, something to the effect of, oh, and he's still pissed off at me now, as you can see. Yeah, and they're being invaded by that army, yeah. the, the Turkish, and then, army, yeah. the and then, yeah, army. it's more of that, and I was like. Okay, what? Yeah. What now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, I think if you tried to string this out chronologically, it would make zero sense in terms yeah. of the, the yeah the Sultan is back to get revenge, but even the though yeah flash, yeah why is the... Munchausen so old? Yeah, I don't know. That's well, and he, 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 old and then he gets young. Yeah, so he gets whenever he's on an adventure, <laughs> he like gets young. 
it seems. But, but still old. But then also of, still old. And then he gets older sometimes for some reason. A lot of Grim Reaper iconography in this. Like a lot yep. of like death Screeching chasing him. Which I did like. That, that was terrifying. It. It that was, was really yeah, scary. I, that. I really liked as well all the comedy of like the girl, you know... Um, Sally is it? I think Sally's Sally. Sally. Who character. would? Who would? She's the daughter of the guy putting on the play. Who's playing yes. Munchausen? Who's playing Munchausen? Mm. Like the fake one. And so then she forms a, a like tenuous friendship with the old man, the like real because, because she's interested mm. in his stories. But I love after the theater like gets like abandoned and then collapses when the Turks arrive, and he's like lying on the ground, like just like awaiting, literally awaiting death. And she runs up to him. She's like. I want you to finish the story. And he's like, no, let me yeah. die. <laughs> <He's just> yeah. <laughs> See that? I did yeah. like that. That was the thing. Yeah. I think uh, like when we sort of got swept back into the, I don't know, the present and he was back in the theater with that big crowd running away from the, the cannons or whatever. I was like, I'm still in. I still like this. Mm. If we can go on another adventure pretty quick, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. 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 I'm down for that. Yeah. Cause it was, time bandits. Like it was energy. that, it was that cut to like the night and the sort of, I don't know. It's like, the threat of danger of the invading army sort of had dissipated a bit. Mm. And yeah, Munchausen was just like sleeping and like awaiting death. Mm. And then he immediately switched to, okay, adventure time again. But then constantly throughout the movie, sort of flipping between, "Ah, I want to die. No, adventure. Well, Um, I I wrote down, it makes, it makes sense that Sarah Polly, who plays the girl in this. Yes. And went on Academy Award winner. Yeah. Went on to win an Academy Award for the film Women Talking. I was like, it makes sense that she made a film called Women Talking because no one listens to her in this film at all. Like she's like a little girl who just runs around saying to, to, for them to do something. Yeah, that, like, like hurry we're, up, we're going to get back to the yeah. town. Yeah. And they're just like, what? And I think that's probably Gilliam again because he kind of has a lot of reverence for children and like kind mm. of dis- disagrees with a lot of adults or like, you yeah. know, he's got this quote that I loved, Simon, um, that is, we wanted to make a film, this was for Time Manners, but I think he also applied it to this, which is like, we wanted to make a film that was smart enough for kids and exciting enough for adults. Mm. So mm. he's very much like, kids get it, adults just need popcorn and entertainment, but kids get the real, what this is actually about. Yeah. Um, so maybe the kid in me is dead because I didn't like this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, between between now and our last recording of Yeah, Time uh, something's happened to me where I'm like... <laughs> well, we should, I guess we should, before we like dig into our takeaways of the film or the plot at large or whatever, which is really, as we spoke about earlier, just a series of events mm. that happen in an order. Mm. And then we cut back to an ending <laughs> more or less. Um, we should probably talk a bit about the context of the film. Mm. And yeah, it's pretty cursed. It on me. It's a pretty cursed film, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways. Uh, you just mentioned Sarah Polly before, Matt, mm. you were doing some research on this and you, you came across an article. Completely, you know, Randomly. like just completely, um, one of those things where it's like you learn a new word and then you hear it on the radio the next day where you're like, did I hear that word because I now know it? Or did, was it actually just the coincidence of that? Like, you don't really know. But I literally watched this film and then I read an article in a magazine that I get um, and it came the next day after I'd watched this film. And the first article I read, it, it was all about how it was all about debating the, the, the question of like when you find out that someone like who makes films that you enjoy or makes art that you enjoy is like not a great person or has problematic issues and whatever, can you still enjoy their work? It's like, you know, the mm. art or the artist yeah. kind of a question. A and debate. Yeah, yeah. And so she was this woman was writing about this topic and she mentioned two films. She mentioned like um, something by Woody Allen. Um, and then she mentioned this film, Munchausen. And I was like, what? Like of all the things, I was wild that it, and I'd never heard of this film until I watched it the other night and then read that article the next day. So she, uh, she wrote about how Sarah Polly, the the girl on this film had a terrible experience uh, in terms of like safety wise. Like she felt really um, 
unsafe and really like in danger a lot of the time on set mm. because she was like, I think it was, there was a quote 11 where she was old or something. 11 years old and she was basically like Gilliam ran like an absolutely chaotic set. Like there were explosions everywhere and there was like, I was up on cables and I was in water for hours and all this kind of stuff. So she has come out and said in her memoir that it was basically a really bad experience in terms of like her, like being pretty scarred by it in terms mm. of fear and things like that, which is awful. I think I read it. I might even watch half the movie and then watch the next half the next day or something. And it, it like completely changed the optics of it in terms of whenever she was in danger, which is a lot in this film, I was like, Oh no, like the poor little girl. I kind of think it was <laughs> yeah. real, you know, yeah. she's really good in it in the film. Like she's one yeah. of my favorite parts of it. But mm. anyway, so, um, she then went on to say, you know, because she wrote a memoir, everyone started talking about it. And then she went on Twitter and said, like, by, by the way, you have my complete permission to like this film still. Like, she kind of weighed in on that debate and was yeah. like, no stress if you still like this film. You know, there's parts of it I think that she is like, she's like, it's a great film. It's magical, mm. blah, blah, blah. But she's like, yeah. I just had a bad time on it. Um, yeah. But she kind of put into question this thing of like, at what point do we draw a line where it's like, no matter how genius this person is, how far can we let them go to like, with their like um, chaotic energy that is actually like putting people in danger potentially. Yeah. Uh, so that's all just what she, that's her take on it. And mm. it does seem that a lot of the other actors were like, you know, I think um, the Monty Python actor, uh, Eric Idle, Eric Idle. was yeah. like, he loved the script. He wanted to play a part. And then he, like we've seen interviews of him where he's just like, I, I regret this so hard. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's like, this why, is, why did I agree to why this? Why did I agree to this? Yeah. Um, what, was, like, what was he in it? He's the guy that never quits leg day, the quad, quad <laughs> machine. The, 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 oh, the, has to wear uh, yeah, Berthold yeah. and chains. Yeah, yeah Berthold. Berthold yeah. is his name. The super yeah. fast man, yeah. which I think yeah. I was like, why is he wearing those things? I think it's, it's is it because... To it, hold him down. To, to hold him down. Because otherwise yeah, so he, he would bolt yeah, off, just off bolt all off. the time. Um, so yeah, all of so all of stupid. the Baron's friends <laughs> have super... Illogical. All of the Baron's friends have superpowers. There's Berthold with the super speed. There's... I don't remember, don't know any of their names. I've got them up here, but before we get into that, I just want to like sort of... Talk it, a little bit more yeah, about expand, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Polly's awful yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. No, I think she was approached at some point by the special effects artist much later in life, mm. and he was like deeply, deeply regretful and apologetic. Oh to no! Her. And, like he was like, "I'm so sorry. That was such an awful wow. experience for me and for you and for everyone." Whereas Terry Gilliam, and it seems like Sarah Polly and Terry Gilliam are on good terms as well. Uh, like she respects yeah. him, but like also can't. You know, hide the fact. Could have died because of you, Terry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like she can't hide the fact that this is was reckless. Yeah. And you seem to keep doing it. And that's the thing. It lesson. seemed. It looks like it on screen. You're like, how is? Yeah. Th this looks insane. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but so it seems like he may have a selective memory because other members of the crew are like, that was fucked. <laughs> that wasn't good. Um. And like his Terry Gilliam's defense is, well, of course she wasn't in danger because she was an asset to the film. Why would we ever put her in danger? And it's right. like, I don't know. The guy in oh. the crow was an, an asset. To yeah. The crow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Shit happens. It's yeah. like doesn't matter how much value you place on someone as an asset in a movie. Like yeah, and it's shit can go wrong. <laughs> it's about how they feel in the situation. You yeah. can you can think that they feel safe or think that or know that they yeah. are physically safe, mm. but if they feel yeah at, at risk or in danger, it's up it, to you to yeah. Put to them me, at ease. it almost raises the question: like, should children even be allowed to work in, <laughs> in movies? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, fuck this. That. How can you even like? It's working. I think you're doing yeah. work, yeah. which is like you're, you know, not at the legal age to actually work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you have to put in so much effort to contextualize the fact that, oh, we're just playing and ah, do you want to play around and do this? And don't worry, these explosions are not real. And don't worry, this person's not going to, you know, mm. the Pennywise the clown is not going to eat you mm. and like fuck you up. Don't worry, it's chill. Totally. And like, you know, working ridiculous hours, like over 12 hours. I'm sure she did overtime and like 
being in like freezing cold water, not seeing her parents for, you know, long stretches of time. Mm. Be pretty fucked up. Totally. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, I I think uh, laws surrounding that have been implemented uh, more well since then. Like yeah, I imagine well, yeah, it's, it's, it's only then, gotten yeah. better, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. still there is, it's certainly a yeah. question worth raising because, mm. um, yeah, I'm sure there's still conditions mm. Like, mm. Uh, that are less than ideal yeah. Yeah. on film sets. Even one of the things Gilliam said in one of the like making of um, snippets, he was like, I like to work with really organized people so that I can have permission. I, I can be chaotic within them, like within that. Um, so he even kind of admits that he is like a madman in that mm. sense. And every art, every behind the scenes thing you watch on this, all the actors, like they, it's one of those things where like it's, it becomes slightly concerning because of how many times they say it and how many times like they, you know how it's like kind of charming if someone's like, oh, he's a madman. Like he's, he's wild. He's mm. crazy. He's got all these wild ideas. But it's like every actor, it cuts to bang, 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 bang. And they've done like a montage of it where not, not to draw the point of like, yeah, he's bad. Like we shouldn't write his films or whatever. It's like literally in the behind the scenes of this film, all the actors are like, oh yeah, he's crazy. He's an absolute lunatic. Oh yeah, no, I really enjoyed working with him. But gee, he's mad, isn't he? Like all yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah. it just keeps going. And I'm like, like at what point do we think like, okay, actually though, like, was it all right? Like, are you good? Like, is it, was he too much? And you know, I think as an adult, what, probably, him, what what's his deal? Yeah. Gary Gilliam. Like, yeah. and it does why seem is that, he so crazy? Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> does. It, what, it what seems, well, because I think he, he, he does have that kind of maybe auteur kind of a situation where he's like, no, what I say goes and we're just going to make it work. Yeah. But I don't want to put, I don't want to make it sound like he's like a author, authoritarian or anything like that on a set. It mm-hmm. just seems like, it's it's uh he's always looking to make these things um as good as they can be mm. potentially to the detriment of maybe people's i don't want to say well-being but maybe for that like who knows it's, well, it's it seems to be the case seems to be the case with, yeah. uh, especially with poor little house Poly- Man. Man- mandel mandelbaum mandel mandelhausen housen fluff What's the oh, name this of the movie? movie? Yeah. Oh, what? I was like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. <laughs> you institutionalized this yeah, yeah. bit. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Keep up with monkey it. House. Yeah, Monkey House. Oh, yeah. Monkey House. That's yeah, what yeah. I, yeah. I always get. I always get that confused. 12 Monkey House. Uh, <laughs> that's where he got the, the idea. Mm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You were going to give us a lay down on the superpowers that these uh these these cookie characters had oh yeah so um for those of you who are not in the know of the adventures of baron monkey house 1989 um as opposed to the remake 2006 <laughs> no 2006. no no no. you don't realize how much that's true actually yeah there's, there's so many there was no movies. but there was one in particular that was made during nazi germany they oh made, the germans the nazis made this film oh god and it is said to have been a major reason why they lost the war because they poured so much money into this thing as a way to propagate that they were like, we can fight on many different fronts. We're winning the war, like in brackets, winning the war in quotations. Um, in the meantime, we've also made this huge movie about this um, German folklore and, and, yeah. and hero and they diverted troops to be in the film <laughs> away That's from where they could have been fighting mm-hmm. and and like you know it wasn't like oh my god that movie lost the war for them but it definitely wouldn't have helped in yeah. terms of resources you know literal foot soldiers um yeah so i think they made i think it came, i think it was made in like the early 40s or something and uh, i'm sorry i can't come to the front line i'm yeah uh, i'm on acting. set yeah <laughs> i'm playing a tree <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I'm playing a soldier who gets killed in this, uh, in this <laughs> film. We really need you out here. The Russians are coming. It's weird. That sort of like mirrors the, the, the you know, Baron Munchausen being this great liar who spins these crazy yarns sort of strangely mirrors the, uh, the upper echelons of the Nazi party mm. in a way saying, hey, don't worry. We're winning. Yeah. We are the good guy. It was called. It was just called Munchausen, and it was a 1943 fantasy comedy film. Munchausen. Uh, Munchausen. Um, but um, what the hell is Munchausen? <laughs> I know it is Monkey House Man. <laughs> well, we listen back to this bit and be like, God, we should. Cut, we should never cut. Cut, 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 cut that. Cut, 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 cut. It gets least. <laughs> it's less funny the more times we do it. Uh, but then it stands to reason it'll get funny again eventually, right? Isn't that how it works? I mean, ten more like, times do we have to do it, though? If you beat a dead horse enough, yeah. it like, somehow gets money, maybe? Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I'll find out in the edit. Okay, good. And listeners will no, find out in their don't cars. Don't envy you. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels ordered the production of the film. That would have been so much... F- well, I have the film fun, made yeah. about one cousin, yeah. and I want it now. Fuck. That should have been the film that they screened in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Should have just shown yeah. Terry yeah. Gilliam doing his thing, I guess. Yeah. Oh man, or time oh. bandits, or time. <laughs> Why not? You should have had the time bandits come in. Yeah, well, that <laughs> would be great. <laughs> Crossover. So we've got Baron Munchausen or Monkeyhausen or whatever the fuck we're calling him, mm. uh, played by John Neville, who is a very apparently well, he's a very talented actor, but he's mostly known for his stage roles. I think I fucking loved him, by the way. Uh, Sally, as we mentioned, is a little girl played by Sarah Polly. Um, so yeah, inside the consort of, of, of friends, we'll call them, is Berthold, played by Eric Idle, Albrecht, played by Dennis Winston, and Gustavus, played by Jack Purvis. Oh, and Adolphus. The, the third installment of Jack Purvis. This yeah, is almost Jack the Pur- Jack Purvis this trilogy, Jack- basically. <laughs> this is Jack Purvis In each of these films. <laughs> all right, all right. who is he in each of them? He's a time bandit in the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like the second in command, like yeah. the one who's often like saying like, I should be doing, I think he is anyway. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the one who's like about to have a punch on with yes, the yeah. leader. And the then uh, in oh, yeah. Brazil, he is the other doctor, the other um, the acid the oh, plastic yeah, surgeon yeah, who's yeah. like, my way is better, but it's like <laughs> clearly killing this woman. Um, ah, the Purvis method. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I watched that today. And yeah. she like comes over and he's like, let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah, he's got some squeeze with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so this is the Jack Purvis trilogy. We'll mm. um, go back, edit it. Edit it, yeah. Name it and everything. What a man. Um, and then Adolphus, Charles McCohen, who we didn't really mention in the last episode, but he was a writer on Brazil. And he's also in it as one of the actors. Oh. Yeah. No yeah. way. I said there's like three writers on Brazil, but he was one of them. Right. Okay. He did A Pass. Uh, and he shares the desk with um, Jonathan Price's character. Oh, with the wall partition. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that thing. He's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it's a pretty loaded cast. I mean, you've also got Uma Thurman in there. This is her first on screen appearance. Yep. I believe she's 18 in it. Yeah. Which, yeah. She's sus. <laughs> Yeah, it there's a few the... moments where I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. For you context, she Terry literally pa- plays. Well, she plays initially like a like a village woman in yeah. this in the in the um, city that's getting besieged. Yeah. And you're like, original when you saw you see her, you're like, what? Uma Thurman? This yeah. is this is great, you know. And then it kind of makes sense why she's in it later in terms of like they got her for to play Venus. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's sort like of it's like a bigger a, role. I mean, you know, it's like a Wizard of Oz type deal where like yes, you see yeah. all the characters as they are in the real world, yeah. and then they play characters in the. Fantastic fantasy world. world yeah. Yes. But she does play Venus. 
and she sort of recreates the sort of clamshell. If anyone has that San Pellegrino like mineral water, it's that painting on that label. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Really? Yeah. I sell that at the shop. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll have a look. It's literally that. I can't wait to go to work tomorrow and it's... look at the bottle and be like, ah, yeah, it's that. <laughs> that also means there is some nudity. And I guess, I mean, it was 1889, so wait, no, it wasn't. No, it was 1989. It was 1989. What are you, time um, bandit? Uh, there is, so yeah, there is some, would you call it partial nudity? Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah, but it's, it's like, it's like a, of the type where it's like classical art nudity because she's literally yeah. posing as that, that painting. But yeah, yeah. she's it's very not over, overly, not overly, but, she's, but you do get it, yeah. that. And it's also, there's yeah. only, um, only like the male characters in that scene are just like oh like it's like literally <laughs> yeah. like oh, yeah it's literally yeah. like Looney Tunes level like my like yeah 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 hubba hubba yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. and daddy likey yeah yeah and Sarah Pol- Sarah Polly was just there just like I'm gonna go make a fucking film called Women Talking it's only gonna be women <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. although Sarah Polly said she did love working with Emma Thurman oh well, Thurman. who wouldn't she's so cool yeah yeah. yeah yeah there you go yeah apparently she was very lovely and I guess because they were both very young yeah working on this thing they formed a bit of a bond mm. um, yeah but young in a world of, of dudes yeah. um, old who, creepy dudes yeah. and yeah further to that is then the sequence that follows is of course the dancing sequence mm. oh yeah, yeah. Um, with Uma Thurman's character Venus and Baron von Schlurgen yeah Schlurgen. because Vulcan Vulcan yeah. the kind of uh, he was the god um, the, the Greek god who like was the forger he made yes. all of the, their swords and tools. So and stuff. I knew him Used as to me. yes. I thought I always knew this guy as Hephaestus. So yes, I was the confused. Greek version. The He's Greek the Vulcan. Name. Is the, the the Roman version, and it's where where uh, we get the yeah. word vol- where we get the word uh, volcano from. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. So it's Aphrodite and Hephaestus. Yes, Greek. And then I'm flexing here now. Yeah, <laughs> and then I've literally been listening to the 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 Mythos audiobook by Stephen. Have Bell. you heard about how Venus was created yet? Yes, it's pretty full on. Bit bit of bit of like God Wang thrown into the sea. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those crazy ancient Greeks yeah. and the crazy myths born out of the sea foam. Ah, yes. Rose from she's, It's weird that she's the well, not weird, but it's just fascinating that she's the oldest of the gods. Because then Venus. Zeus, obviously, yeah. She and she's not oh. even born like of the same family as, as no, Zeus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, again, I'm flexing my. Yeah. Reading of Mythos by Stephen Fry, <laughs> but that th- this this sequence comes after the, f- the so they go to the they go to the Sultan, they make a bet to go and get some wine or whatever, and that that all oh, okay. okay, which okay. is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Hungarian. So, oh, this wine. is a beautiful uh, reason. Course, this this is, is why we had Simon exactly. on the show. This as soon as exactly we saw that wine reason. sequence, we're like, we, Simon, we got to get a whiny boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, ex- I'm a whiny boy. Ex- <laughs> extrapolate, extrapolate. Was what happened possible? Is this is this yes? So given my knowledge of wine. <laughs> it is indeed possible for the characters in this movie to have superpowers when it comes to and collecting run uh, from wine. Run from from the cellar. Yeah. Where is it from? Like run across from Europe. Istanbul to to Milan or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Some crazy distance in the matter in like half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's the way. Factor in that he falls asleep on the way back. Yeah. What a what a clown. Very so very much like the 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 hair. Yeah. The yeah. Hair tortoise in the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical. Yeah. Um, what's the character's name? Oh, uh, Bunky Bowsen Binko Blah. But this is a good reason. This is a this is a clever way to get us to know all of the characters. Um, super, Which is super what I liked. I liked. Yeah. I, I liked he, the, So Eric Idle sprints off 
and to collect this wine and win the collect wine. the wine. He comes back, but he's late, so it's like, where is he? He goes, Munchausen calls down to all his friends, and they're like, oh, who cares if you're about to get killed? We don't care. And they're like, but it's a, and he's like, but it's a, what does he say? It's a, no, no, no. Uh, he says, he says, um, the Sultan's going to chop off my head. And yeah. Like, so, so, and he's yeah. like, so, <laughs> but they think he's telling a joke. Yes. And he's like, no, it's not a joke. It's a wager. Oh, a wager. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, oh, a wager. A wager. Yeah, that's right. And then they jump yeah. into action, basically. Yeah. And they've all got powers. So one of them has super eyesight and he can see yeah. he's afraid that's, on the. That's Adolphus. Adolphus. Yeah. But first, before that happens, Jack Purvis twitches his ear in a really funny way. He's got huge ears. So he can, yeah. he's like, I can hear him. He's asleep yeah. about 30 miles from here. Yeah. Yeah. What is he like? He places his ear <laughs> on the ground and yeah. hears the snoring, like Aragon's. That's style. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he has a second power, doesn't he? He can like yeah blow hurricanes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the the eyesight guy is only a good shot because of his eyesight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a pretty mad. Name. And then there's the big uh, big guy who can uh, throw Albrecht. things. He's really yeah. strong. So Albrecht throws Adolphus into this like vantage point. Um, Gustavus gives him like uh, the the wind. Yeah, direction. You know, whatever. About Twenty knots. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> like what? Why? <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, Albrecht makes a shot, which they, like shoots an apple off the tree and hits Eric Idle. You know those. You know those he videos. Gets running again. You know those like insider videos on YouTube where it's like a real life gangster analyzes five scenes from mob films. It's like it'd be good <laughs> if they were like a real life sniper analyzes one film, one scene from <laughs> Baron Munchausen. Like, it's like Usain Bolt, American sniper Chris Kyle, yeah. and I don't know a guy just, who's really good at listening yeah. to shit and a strong man. Like, would this happen? They're like. I, it's actually pretty well produced. I was going to say cuts to them. No, no it's no. impossible. It's a thirty. It's 30. a fantasy. Yeah. What do you want from me? I'm out of here. Wasting my time. God damn it, GQ. This used to be a. This used to be a noteworthy establishment. <laughs> an institution. Then you have more more <laughs> scenes. Um, but yeah, so so they 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 win their wager with the Baron. The next stop. Yeah. On their adventures, but then well, so then we flash. They flash that, back that's to the our war. First flashback to the war is still happening. Oh, of in course, the because then, then, yeah, then the Sarah Polly, the the girl, starts I feel like we've to, like, talked about this flashback, like yeah, no, no. So I'm just thinking that Sarah Polly, that because we we started talking about her, she's yes, basically like in the film, she's basically like the the um the fan to the fire, where she's like, come on, like let's get him, let's we got to save the city, you know, blah blah. And so she eventually rouses Munchausen enough where he's like, all right, let's do it, and he gets all of the women to take off their underwear. To make a to make a hot air balloon. Yeah. Oh no! First, the cannonball sequence. Cannonball right? sequence. Yeah. Okay, run me through that. Oh, so he like it. it's. I think he's like. All right, we got to stop these sultans or something like that. And no, he's he's chasing after the girl because she runs away. Which girl? Sarah. Sally. Like Sally, whatever her name. Yeah. Why is he chasing her? To the wall because she's like, if you want help, like oh, she, she pisses oh, off right. basically. And he's but like, hey, then he's shot up. by a cannonball or something. Yeah, because they're out on the wall. wall yeah. And yeah. then he's like, hey men, don't you think it'd be a good idea to stop that advancing army? Oh no, that's right. So again, playing into Terry Gilliam's sort of like theme of like uh, reason and logic and following mm. the rules, the men inside the town won't fight back because mm. it's a Wednesday or something like that. <laughs> Hence right. why we brought up the Wednesday thing. It's like, yeah. oh, it's, it's a Wednesday. They can't be invading us. Yeah. yeah. So they're sort of in a state of disbelief where it's like, no, this can't be real because it's, it's Wednesday. Yeah. We have a bargain not to do that on Wednesday. Yeah, ceasefire or something. Yes. Um, so he Which sort of does the Gandalf thing where he's like, no, 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 actually fight. You're yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're fucked. Yeah. Um, and so then people start firing cannons. He gets caught in the crossfire. I love this bit. He's hit by a cannonball. No, he fires one that goes off way too quickly. And oh, he gets that's right. He's hit, by that's it. And right. then yeah, he's, yeah, as he's launching right. towards the Turks, another yeah. cannonball. Knocks him back. Knocks him back towards the wall where he, you know, 
Yeah. Basically lands back with Sarah and he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, we got to do something. Yeah. Again, so Munchausen sort of switches into being a bit of a jerk where he's like, mm. he's sort of like denying the fact that just happened to Sally and yeah. Sally's trying to explain it to everyone. Yeah. Back but then the it's theater. like, because she, there's like one minor detail and he can't tell a lie or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. Do you think there's a, do you think there's, there's like a connection between like boomer filmmakers and like characters that are these old cheeky sort of gross old men <laughs> who like hit on younger women? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you've answered you know it. what I think you just did it I think you did it I think it's I think much, that's the whole that's the whole Me Too movement like basically summed up yeah. yeah yeah. I once again Sarah Polly was taking notes going this is fucked this is fucked yeah Wait, I'll remember making, this 30 the, years made, from he now he made the hot air balloon out of what like yeah <laughs> yeah cause like there's like it, it's especially stark during the, the Venus scene I guess mm. but like here where he's like ladies I'll need all of your pants or yeah. panties or whatever pantaloons mm. that's it and like I don't know to someone it's like oh it's kind of charming an old man he's such a cheek it's another yeah. for a, a younger audience where maybe like eh. mm. cause I mean I don't know we've all worked jobs where we've seen a gross older man be like you can't laugh and you're like fuck off man for, for, for those who need Tyree translation he just said how you going love uh, a lot of people might not have caught that because I've been around you for many years if you wind back you'll you will hear it just like that's yeah. a that's a good point yeah, I, yeah. How um, are you going often love? I listen back to myself and go what the fuck did I just <laughs> say good thing you're on the team Matt Thank when God. he when he flies away because all yeah. that's all extremely well put in terms of the the well, grossness. Oh, yeah. When he flies away, I feel like this is where my thesis about his, like the whole what this movie means kind of comes to its like okay. biggest point of proof where he yells out to them, thanks and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah. don't lose heart, basically. He tells them all to don't, not lose heart because he's going away to, to the moon and he's going to do all this He's going to get his gang back, back together. together and like fight the Sultan. So that's kind of where I base my whole thing. I'm like, it's about like, he's telling them like, because he's, we know that now at the end of the film when he's back on stage, he was just telling them a story, essentially, right? Mm. So that's where I'm thinking is like the whole movie about the idea that stories are important when times are tough, and that's why Gilliam like is so excited about this film because he's like, I love stories. Stories are great. They make you feel better. Well, you know, the, this is like a bedtime story essentially. Mm. Um, well, so that's true that line. The... Where he's just like, don't lose heart, because like, he doesn't just say he's like, remember. Oh, ooh, hot. And that's like the last thing he says to them all before he goes on his big I'd band. forgotten. So. Yeah. It was so, certainly true. <laughs> it was certainly true of the Nazi version, I guess. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's exactly. It's playing into that exact thing where it's like, stories now, are my important. fellow Nazis, don't lose heart because we will win this war. <laughs> As he's like packing oh, a suitcase wrong, to like leave. Like, yeah. He's like, keep going. And look over there. Just like, leave. <laughs> um, but uh, you might be onto something there. Yeah, I, I I'm like, stretching. I, I feel like I'm stretching. I don't need, it doesn't need to mean it sounds anything. Like, yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like you, you need, you need that. Uh, like you're, you're searching for a yeah. reason to mm. have watched this film. Yeah, uh, would you say? Well, this podcast is showing enough. No, it's <laughs> it's um yeah you're right. I I look for I look for this stuff too much in. I think it's because I've turned a corner in my own like writing and 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 creative process where like having meaning behind stuff is helping me actually produce things. And it's like mm. when I watch something that I can't quite understand or see the meaning immediately. Not immediately, but just like even I I like I like to have it as a framework. Mm. It doesn't mean that I necessarily um like something that is just like exists for it for the sake of existing. I, it doesn't mean that I look, look down on those things, but I think I prefer stories that have 
a moral baked into them, even if it's like oh, subtle. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... Gives the whole thing framework, I guess. I guess, well, most stuff I would say does. Yeah, I some think bits, And some are more clear does. about their intentions to... Portray it and show to it. To have and that yeah. be at the heart of it, whereas yeah. other stuff, it'll just kind of be there as... Yeah, just that's pretty much, it. in a nutshell, um, the, the, the the Time Bandits and this and Munchausen, like, yeah, I I'm think like, ah, oh, Time Bandits, I get it. Munchausen, I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, I guess with Munchausen, there's like, there could be things you could look at, like you have just yeah. done and... Okay, yeah, that's, there's some meaning there or there's learnings to be had from there. But it is, I guess it's pretty messy. Like, mm. it's hard to find a clear-cut mm. intent, I would say. Mm. So sure. I haven't really dealt with really, it. I just kind of... Yeah. Would have been like, great. Well, that was weird. <laughs> would have been great if that... I'll if talk that, about it at the podcast. Tales would have been, of interest. <laughs> would have been great if that line of questioning from you had just like opened me up like a like a like like you just like unlocked the gate where you were just like, why do you need this to have meaning, Matt? I'm just like, oh, oh, because my life has none. Oh, like, oh, you got me. Yeah, you opened me up. Yeah. My work here is done. Yeah. See you, Matt. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, you just and like, remember, don't lose heart. Yeah, don't lose heart. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think there's a meaning baked in here. It's just yeah. like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like trying a new recipe in a way, even though this is like, the kind of stories Terry Gilliam has been making and continues to make throughout his entire career. Mm. But like, I feel like it just, it's baked in, but it just didn't work quite well. Mm. And for whatever reason, maybe because he just got distracted by all the special effects and the set pieces and the fun, he forgot to, I don't know, even just pepper in a few lines of dialogue going, remember, don't lose heart or mm. something mm. like that. Mm. Because now yeah, listen were, up yeah. kids. It's your uncle. Moochie here. <laughs> Why do you sound like Michael Caine? <laughs> do I? Uh, yeah, it was great. Bit, it was like a little bit of Caine. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Moochie here. When they walk away and they're like, "I didn't learn anything from that." He's like, "I'm sorry." Isn't it? It's interesting that Munchausen is he's like so British, right? In the yeah. film, and then the villain of like the town, head of the town. Oh, played yeah. by Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Yeah. What is he? What he's, is he trying to do? He's gay. He, is he French he, or like a lisp? He's German. Like a... He's German, but oh. he, he only turns it on sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It sounded French to me. It sounded French, yeah. but also that he couldn't do his R's. Yeah. Like it sounded like that combination. Oh. But yeah, German. I mean, that makes sense. I thought, uh, yeah, it took me a little bit at the start. I thought he was just speaking like British accent, and yeah. then he said something. I was like, what? Yeah. When he walked on, I was like, all right, Jonathan Price, I'm ready. But yeah, the accent it threw me a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he, like the meaning comes out of him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Almost to the point where it's sort of like berating us a little bit. Mm. I mean, I guess we'll get to it later when we, you know, go through this plot. But yeah. like, honestly, there's a, there's a scene in the final act where he's like, ah, he's, he's talking to the Baron and he's sort of like in league with the Sultan in, in a weird way. Uh, and he's like, ah, Baron, you can't live in the world of fancy and, and imagination. You can't go to the moon. Mm. You can't do this. Uh, I'm, I don't even know what yeah, accent yeah, no, I'm totally. doing. He's like, there are <laughs> rules and this. And he's basically being like the um, Lord of Evil or whatever his name mm. is from mm. Time Bandits. Mm. But oh, I, I mean, I, the, took, the I, took his, I took his I took his character more of a like a kind of Brazilish, like bureaucrat. Yeah, it's sort of like. Yeah, uh, it's a marriage of the two. A marriage of the two, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Marriage. The, the irony is for me, it's like, 
Gilliam is like hitting us over the head with this message, which is like, you know, you can break free from reality if you just dream, yeah. kids. Yeah. Just dream. Yeah. Like, oh, Uncle Terry does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so weird and chaotic. Oh. Yeah. Now, get up on that high ledge. We yeah. don't have any more wires, uh, but you're just going to need to <laughs> lean over. And Uma Thurman, I'm going to yeah. need you to do the nudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Terry. Terry. Well, um, yeah, I know what you mean all about of that in there. All that price. is happening. And like, he sort of comes off like one of those fuddy-duddy headmasters that he's parodying a lot. Where yeah. he's like, eh, don't you get it? Yeah. This is the message. You can yeah. break free. I'm like, yeah. it, you know, generations tend to like swing and do the opposite of like the previous generation. And, you know, mm. he was, came from like the post-war generation. And mm. so he was all part of that free mm. love 60s mm. movement. Mm. Uh, where like many generations after that were like, no. I want to be a banker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. It's just true. want money. I just definitely, want money. Definitely yeah. looks, he looks like the characters in The Simpsons um, who are like hippies, like where now in, as an old man, because he wears yeah. like a bunch of caftans and like he's got always got a ponytail. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about him, but a few of the Monty Python crew are like, this always happens when they get really old or at least with, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, faulty towers man John, John Clay <laughs> he's gone full like like right wing you know nut job in the UK like oh. I miss the good old days when I wasn't cancelled like you know <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm not I'm not sure about Terry Gilliam I haven't really read into it but mm. he mm. did make some <laughs> strong maybe maybe like less than well informed comments about the Me Too movement I remember mm. that Terry I haven't Gilliam read into did. it myself but like, I mean, I'm not saying don't have an opinion on things, but like, it sounds like he just sort of screamed at Cloud a little bit. And I was like, ah. <laughs> That awaits us all. <laughs> exactly. We'll yeah. be recording this when we're like gray. and. Yeah, I, I was literally talking to the, about this at a main <laughs> like, they're the on TikTok too much, these kids. Yeah. They don't listen to long form podcasts anymore. <laughs> I was talking about this exact thing yesterday, like last night at this <laughs> thing that I went to. Um, and a guy, um, my mate, he, I was like, what? He's, he's got four kids. Wow. And I was like, Damn. what are the, uh, he's our age. And I was, he, I was like, what, what are the things that they're like, your grandkids are going to be like, oh, granddad. He's like, it's already happened with my kids. My, my kids are like, oh, dad, come on. And he's like, I feel like I'm pretty progressive. And I know, you know, I know what I think and all this stuff. Yeah. We haven't even talked about, there's actually, and this is kind of funny because he wasn't even credited in the, credited in the film, but we haven't even talked about Robin Williams. I was going to say, he, he wasn't takes... Credited? It wasn't no, credited. He, he well, shows he was, up in the... In, so we're up to the next sort of yeah, he, set piece. They take the a balloon to the moon. They've made this balloon and he's gone to the Sally moon. Which isn't even uh, physically possible when you Sally. think about it. Fucking stupid. Stupid. <laughs> well, I what is poke, this? A world of I imagination? Could poke, <laughs> I could poke fantasy? so many holes in this story. It's really dumb. Not to mention the balloon. <laughs> I mean, um, pantaloons, balloon... No. No. No, it doesn't make no, sense. No, no, no. No, no, bad. No, bad. I buy the Sultan thing. I buy the running to get the wine. But the moon lost me. Yeah. Okay, you just <laughs> don't go up there. It's just fake. We no, didn't no, land no. on it in '69, and we're not going through it in the movies in '89. That's all I'm saying. Um, Ray D. Toto was his was his uh, credited name. Robin Williams. Yeah, which means ah. he's Italian for king of everything. Ah. See, Ray D. Toto. Oh, okay. I don't know if you say it like that, but probably. So that, no, that, is that his character's name or his name that he was That is his actor name that it was. It was yeah. said King uh, of the Moon, Ray Ditotto. Yeah. Although he does call himself that as well. I watched that clip before you guys came in, and um, he does say that. He says, I am Ray Ditotto, King of Everything. Also, Sting is in this. Yeah, Sting. Did you catch Sting? No. He's the soldier at the start who comes in. He's like, 
ah, yes, you're the soldier who's killed all those men and jumped over those battalions, blah, 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 blah jumped over those battlements and blah, blah. And um, Sting's like, yes, sir. Yes, I was. Oh. And he's like, kill him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just oh. gets dragged off. Oh. I don't know. I need to recognize see him. Yeah. yeah. Especially because when he gets dragged off, he's like, oh, I'm a rain, a rain. <laughs> What fucking song is that? Dream of Rain. I don't know. I don't remember Dream of Rain. I thought, I thought you were saying a whim away. A whim away. <laughs> no. A whim away. <laughs> a dream of rain. Roxanne or something like that. That would have been a more oh, accessible yeah. one for a lot of people. Especially because when he gets dragged Sand off, he goes, Roxanne. There you go. Oh, that's there what he said. Are. Sending out an SOS. Yeah, so they fly, they, they've built this blimp and they fly to the moon, Sally and Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hot air balloon, not a blimp. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. It's garbage. I'm so Throw it sorry. I think they wanted to have this massive, massive set, maybe like 2,000 extras or something like that. And uh, the, the accountant said, no, not going to happen. <laughs> On the moon, you mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 So they, not you only, have two. Exactly. They had two. And also the set that they had designed, was it uh, like, the you know, the boards, like the flat, yeah. you know, yeah. that was just like the... That was concept drawings. It was concept drawings. The and they were like, let's build. blow them up on the boards and use them as the actual set. Yeah, they used to use plywood. That's Again, why it was so flat and weird and boxy because beautiful, they didn't actually yeah. build it. That's yeah. what they intended to build, but they didn't have the money. A beautiful creativity through constraint moment. Um, but like, of course you didn't have the money. It's like, what do you think you're going to do? A builder like a palace? Like, <laughs> what, this one like yeah. little adventure sequence. But they did. I mean, that fucking town looks amazing. It does. But like, that's the thing. Do you want to build more up. than like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is crazy. Um, so they arrive there. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen too many Robin Williams. Of, I haven't seen too much of Robin Williams. Uh, I'm a fan of his, but I just haven't seen much of his work. Mm. Didn't like him in this. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of his work. I didn't like him in this. <laughs> it's um, insane. But I think also what the like what could he have done? Like maybe you're, not ad lib as much. Maybe odd. Oh, he definitely ad libbed a lot. There were some <laughs> lines in there where he swung at his wife's head, like to to hit her. Jesus. And he was like, "Oh, no head to hit!" And I was like, "That's definitely his thing that he said." <laughs> and there was a couple others in there. I, I think he was hired to ad lib. I'm I thought sure. you were going to say I think Literally. he was high. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Actually, um, going back to the whole Ray Dutto thing. So yeah, he's apparently, according to Gilliam, his agency didn't want him credited in the film because, in Terry's words, they didn't want him pimping um, Williams to sell this film, mm. which may have contributed to the fact that this film did very poorly, mm. like grossed eight million dollars all up. Mm. On a $45 million budget. So not looking good for Gilliam. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I can't imagine. It seems weird that they wouldn't let him be credited. By the way, this is the role that Connery was meant to play. Yes. The moon thing. Yeah, moon oh. king. And he, he, I think, stepped out when he heard that there weren't going to be any extras. It was just going to be him. And like, I think he, I don't know. I think him and Gilliam were fine. But he was just like, oh, I guess I won't do it. I don't know. I That's don't not really very know. special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I need a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I need my own army. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my own moon army. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we shall kill the Baron. I get to, I, we we the I get to keep them afterwards. Right? I uh, I get to rake the moon, if you will. Moonraker. I didn't play that particular bond, but I would have. But I would have, and I would have done it better. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. He was meant to play that role. They got Robin in. They had him for six days. And when he got there, they didn't have the vulture, three-headed vulture thing oh, built. God, that thing is gross. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's gross, because they were like, oh, shit, we got to do this fast. <laughs> Throw it together from scraps of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Williams was like, 
Just doesn't that guy blink and like just reality changes? Why does he need to fly a weird yeah, three-headed <laughs> vulture thing? He could have just gone. Eh, it was a really so the the way that the moon is set up in this in this film is that there's two there's um, a king, king of, of the moon. moon and a yeah king of the moon and a queen of the moon. They played have, by played by Valentina Cortez, who was seventy two years old. Wow, oh. and he was Robin was probably like what thirty thirty. Yeah, he's pretty right. young because this is eighty nine. Yeah. Um, this is pre flubber. Um, <laughs> yeah, a movie where everything changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is where I, I agree, Tyre. Like, I think I think he's doing his, like, he's very much Simon. You were right. He's hired to improv, I reckon, and just yeah. be crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of, it's kind of. I, you know how some people like are really don't like Jim Carrey because they're like, oh, he's just so loud. Like, he's just so crazy. It's almost like that level of Williams where he's like just like just a hurricane, yeah. and sometimes it can work really well. And in this instance, it's just like way too much because it's only him yeah. and there's no break. Yeah. And so he's just playing this crazy character whose head keeps detaching. And then I think that's meant to symbolize the fact that he is the moon, like his head is the moon, but his body is left to like be like played with by his wife, essentially. Uh, like it's very strange. And he, um, well, when he's detached, he's like, he's I like am a, the king of the universe he's, or whatever. Yeah. And then no when, he's, when he's undetached, he's like, yeah. Like, just like like flying around like yeah. yeah well he goes kind of he goes kind of like would you call it like American <laughs> almost when he first gets his head locked back on oh where he's, he's like, like oh, oh yeah. baby yeah. I'm back yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it goes, starts off like that but then he goes more <laughs> no hit to hit he gets it's yeah there's someone needs to rein him in there's about eight personalities vying for control <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's it's tough and then basically Baron like. Because he's, he's a because he's a womanizer. He's a he's the, the a, queen loves he's him. a yeah exactly. He's yeah. a Lothario, and it's like he's Ooh, got Lothario. like mm. what's that? I'm flexing my Shakespearean muscles. Oh, oh. No, I think it is. Um, but yeah, Casanova's another one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. A Romeo to her Juliet potentially. <laughs> um, Simon, do one. Yeah, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking a sleaze bag. <laughs> yeah, a creep and a cretin. Um, yeah, he he's basically has had some history with the moon oh. woman, and the moon man finds out, and I don't know, who cares? Like he throws a piece of it. He throws a piece of. Uh, we know how MK feels about this. Throws a piece of asparagus at him, and like oh yeah, they the fall fish. they what fall through the they fall through the portal and go. That's when they go to the Vulcan. That's when they go to the volcano, right? Yeah. yeah well, well, the ocean. First, the first ocean they, first. First, they get Bert Berthold. Berthold. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. find him imprisoned in the moon. Break him out. The whole chase thing happens. Oh yeah, the reason why they were there. The reason yeah. they were there. There, there are some. There are some reasons and logic in, in Terry Gilliam's mad, mad world. And he is mad. That guy's <laughs> a crazy guy. Just ask his actors. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yes. They. They. They go through some portal. I actually kind of like the design of like the stars and everything. It's like this weird. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Our design. No, no notes when it comes to all of the practical and yeah, rightly and nominated for Oscars, yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. which is great. Um, this yeah, and they, all three of them really. They fall through a portal and end up in a volcano where yeah, Vulcan, played by Oliver Reed, uh, notorious Hellraiser. Are we guys? Are we familiar uh, with Oliver Reed? I know the no. name for sure, but I don't know. Right. I've his heard filmography. Not, I haven't you guys, seen Hellraiser, but I know it. I'm trying to think because he's like apparently he was a box office like magnet like people mm. loved him in his prime. I'm trying to think of something like big his that prime everyone was. <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing. Well, uh, Oliver, he was in Oliver. He played Jack Sykes or John Sykes. Oliver. <laughs> in Oliver. You guys see I thought his name Twist? was Oliver. Reed. Oliver Twist. Wait, what? You know that you know the movie Oliver Twist based on the musical Oliver or whatever the. Fuck. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't seen. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck. It was a book. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Diary, I'm losing patience. <laughs> what does he do? What does he do? What does he do? My palms are sweating. When people get angry at me, I get really nervous. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> well, here's something he did do. Okay, this this right. is fucked up. So, okay. Overread, big, big guy. Um, bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, very, very conservative, even for the 70s. Okay. Uh, he thinks... Maybe half the population belongs in a kitchen. I'll let you guys fill in the blanks there. Okay. Says as much on Johnny Carson and other TV shows. Mm-hmm. Love to drink. Love to drink a lot. Uh, Love to party with. But his his last role was he died of drinking essentially. Like his liver um, failed on him. Uh, he was his last movie. Oh oh, Gladiator. That was his last movie. Gladiator. Ah. He plays Whoa. Proximo. The guy like trains. No way. He he trains the Gladiator. Ah. This He's is like, this is. You are Gladiator. That's him. And not only did he die now on the I, set, you know, now I really there we know. Go. Not there only we did go. he die on the set of that film, but yes. they then had to CGI. This is one of the first yes. instances of like bring, I don't, the, bring him back, yeah, bring him back. They had to finish the film with a fake version of him, and yeah. apparently it is unbelievably good and hard to wow. hard to see. Well, yeah, because I had no idea exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you like, told me that unbelievably expensive to do, but they did it. They just. Spared literally no expense yeah. to make it so that it's like you can't tell. Yeah. But yeah, apparently yeah. not all of that film is actually him. I don't know yeah. which parts, but I really want to rewatch it and see if I can. Yeah, I need to watch it. I've never actually seen Gladiator. Yeah, I've uh, seen it in parts. I mean, I, I rewatched it recently. Oh, second there you go. Time. I've, it's oh, one of those films okay. where I've only seen in parts because of like just like it's on TV all the time and I like catch my. So I've, I definitely yeah. saw it as a kid. I saw bits as a kid. All of it was sure. a kid when I was like 10 and then I haven't seen it since. I probably fell asleep during one of the commercials on Channel 7 yeah. when I watched that movie. But yeah. Um, Which one? Remember those like like carpet outlet ads where it's like, we've got carpets, 20% off, 50% oh, yeah. off, yeah, yeah. it's free. They just yell at you. I can take it. I can take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I remember those ads. I'm sick of it. Get out of here. We're slashing prices. We're slashing slashes. We're pricing prices. We'll slash you if you don't come down here. It's probably one of those just lulled me to sleep. I'm not going to talk about Gladiator anymore because my point was, uh, so yeah, Oliver amazing Reed. actor, bit of a shit. Oliver Reed, definitely look into him after this when you get the chance. It's fuck some of the stuff he does on TV is is fucked. But he was in a movie called Clash of Loyalties. Have you ever heard of this movie called Clash of Loyalties? No. All right. It no. is an Iraqi film. Uh, can you guess who the director of this film is? It's Take an, just a random guess. An it's Iraqi not, film. It's an Iraq film. It's what not year? 1983. Um, I'm gonna say Kubrick. You're going to say Kubrick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Ridley Scott. You're going to say Ridley Scott. Okay. Speaking of All right. Uh, the director was Saddam Hussein. <laughs> oh my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> he financed this thing. He became a filmmaker and he was like, all right, we need to make propaganda. Hello, everyone. It's editorial Tyree here coming at you from the future. Or the past. I actually don't know how this time thing works. But anyway, I'm coming at you after the record to uh, bring in some news. Uh, Look, sometimes when you're recording a podcast, uh, you find out some things and you get carried away and you begin to convince yourself those things are true because it becomes a good story. But any, you know, podcaster or film critic or journalist or, you know, schmuck with a microphone worth his grain of salt knows that you can't keep doing that because you know 
That, that, that's, that's, that's bad. That's bad. That's untruthful, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. So, look, just here to clear the record and, and, uh, and get this out there that uh, I was wrong. I was a big dum-dum. Clash of Loyalties, the 1983 drama starring Oliver Reed, was not directed by Saddam Hussein. No. It was actually directed by a guy named Muhammad Shukri Jamil. That's right. The Muhammad Shukri Jamil. Uh, it wasn't directed by Saddam Hussein. He was involved in the film. I believe he was a financial backer and he had a whole bunch of other strings he was pulling uh, behind the scenes because this was effectively a propaganda film for him. But um, he did not direct it. And I will be damned if Saddam Hussein's name will be sullied. <laughs> I won't have his name sullied by claiming he did something that he didn't do. <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, oh, man. I've drank, a lot of, I've drank a lot of sugar drink today, so I'm feeling silly. But, um, yeah, look, now you know he didn't direct the film. I was wrong. I was a big, dumb, dumb head. He, he was involved in the film. He didn't direct it. It was directed by some other guy, Muhammad Shukri Jamil. Now you know. And now, back to the episode. <laughs> how did this movie how did this podcast become just about weird propaganda films that were made by these awful <laughs> regimes I'd love it as well if after you said Saddam Hussein we just hard cut the end of the episode just like yeah. the, just went to the theme music <laughs> man no. that's wild so yeah bit of a, <laughs> he also made a film that was financed by Muammar Gaddafi as well in wow. whatever the fuck so he just got shit. swept up into this sort of I think the 80s was like his sort of like he had a bit of a lull the 80s I was think. his dictator phase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only work with dictators. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, this this role, Vulcan, was originally meant to be played by Brando. What? An equally toxic kind of figure, I guess, but mm. also a titan. Um, he didn't want to do it for whatever reason. He just, you know, he didn't like acting that much in any case. No. <laughs> was that it? Was that what? it? Yeah, it was just him like chunking it up. Uh, it's more like a little though. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't want to do that. Oh, no. You, I don't know what yours was. It was funny though. <laughs> like that. <laughs> how much, they how are, much they ask him. They ask him. They ask him to play the role, and he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly on Marlon Brando, I read recently that oh. in his later years, um, this is around the birth of the internet. Mm. He used to spend a lot, like hours on AOL, you know, AOL. It was like early chat. <laughs> yeah. He used yeah. to spend hours on AOL uh, arguing politics with random oh, strangers. What? And then... The original shit poster. And he would then... often get banned for <laughs> just telling them to, I think, like, go fuck yourself. If what? He would... Yeah, I read this what, recently. What was, he, what was did he have a did he have a chat name? What was his oh, like? I guess he had multiple because he kept getting banned. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, uh, <laughs> quote me on that. Uh, actually, quote me on that because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I read it. Nothing else, just this. Oh, yeah. wow, that's oh. amazing. So the bit when the the Vulcan stuff and then Venus and um, the Baron starts dancing with Venus and they're floating and they start kissing. That's a bit. That, Good point. By the way, just, weird. just they were it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird, oh, but just before kissing. that, before we get into that, maybe my favorite part of the whole film cam, comes just before that where uh, they open up the door to the ballroom and the the Baron and Venus are dancing mm. in the air and uh, um, Vulcan is like 
seething with rage, but he's still trying to like give them a tour because he's with the girl and, the, and he's like, he opens the door, he's just like, it's marvelous, isn't it? We just had it made. And <laughs> like, like he's like screaming. <laughs> such we a, just had it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is funny. Yeah. My favorite line we comes. Just had it done. My yeah. favorite line comes just before that, where he's like, he's yeah, he's like, I think like steam is like literally like yeah. blowing, out of, blowing out of his ears. He contains yeah. it and he's like. Gum, eat a ball. Yeah. <laughs> he says it twice, the exact same way. He's like, gum, yeah, eat a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, no. We great A creep, Oliver Reed. Great A creep, married a seventeen-year-old. Uh, amazing actor though, but what a shit. Damn. Uh, yeah, what a fucked up. Guy. What a delivery of that line. <laughs> it's the only good thing you did. Yeah. Doesn't oh, he yeah. start like they all start dancing? That's the weird. He like gets distracted by Eric Idle's dance. And yeah. like the thing is, it's like I guess they're trying to distract him from the fact that his wife is Venus is dancing with Monk Hauser. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't really work. And then yeah, he starts like doing a weird yeah, <laughs> I remember just watching like that Shaking from like, side to side Maybe that on? happened a day when Terry literally got a call That like his house was about to be repossessed And he was just like just do whatever you need I need to take this call And just like went off set for a bit or something Because that was literally <laughs> Eric just, So they time. were just like okay just Like yeah. Know. Oh, good God. Did have a sense of like just not no one watching what was actually happening in that shot for a while. Yeah, it was odd. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Anyway, he, get, like he gets uh, Sally trying to like get this thing moving, as are we, sort of tells Vulcan, your wife's kissing Munchausen. He, he blows a fuse, yep. grabs Munchausen, throws him into this whirlpool, and then throws all his companions, including fucking uh, the, the, the big guy, Albrecht, who's also there. Mm. Got oh, yeah, because he was working the, for um, yeah. the Vulcan dude. So, yeah, they go into this whirlpool and they end up in the Atlantic Ocean or something? something like that. Uh, the Southern Seas, I think he says. He's like, mm. uh, they're like yeah. halfway across if the world. If you're not yeah. a skeptic. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like all of the kind of dynamic. I mean, as, far, as frustrating as it is, because Baron, I really like the actor as well. I liked the way he plays. John Neville's great. Very charming and very funny. Yeah. And there were some moments where he just kept saying, like, um, at every instance, at every, like, you know, block in the road or every obstacle he just kind of gives up and that's where sarah polly that's where the that's mm. where sally has to kind of pick them all up again yeah but um every time she does it he's just like oh why, why would you let me die for in, like for, for once yeah. like kind yeah, of yeah, he's yeah, just always yeah, kind yeah. of he's not very heroic or very like uh i don't know he's just his at the his end motivation of his tether. was just like it was not Futile. nailed down yeah because it's like at some points he's like is he the old man who's like, no, I've still got one adventure left in me? He seems. Or is to be he the old sometimes. man who's like, I'm a fraud. I'm. A, it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess the tell. the interesting thing is that it is never pinned down. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, who so. he is. He's a bit mm. of an enigma. Mm. Yeah, I think it's true. because he's a, he's a he's a amalgamation of like all these different like story, all these writers over the centuries who have been like, I saw him in this country and he did this, and then other ones, I like, know, but I saw him here, and you know. Um, yeah, it's a weird, weird way to, to draw a character, but yeah. So they're in the yeah. southern seas, and then they spot a big fish. And they get eaten by the big fish. The end. And then the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> then, memory serves me well. This is where the movie ends, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio that's where I turned it off anyway. <laughs> well, that's fitting. Oh, that's enough for me. Um, Laptop closed. <laughs> well, they find the extra two members of their crew yeah. who have ironically lost their hearing and their sight. The only things they had going for Oh, yeah, true. Oh, the other oh. guy lost his hearing. Yeah, he's like, what? He's got to use the horn. Yeah. Uh, and the other guy, he's also lost his throat because he sounds disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was he gross. He sounds disgusting. Yeah. But gross. he he didn't need 
his throat. Mm. Yeah, no, they no. just it was just a. I think just it was a just a way of being like maybe the maybe they were like you don't look old old enough. Didn't he? Something like this. Yeah, you yeah, sound like, like a Gollum. Daffy, a Donald yeah. Duck sort of thing. Yeah. Gollum-y yeah. kind of Yeah, I did creature-y. not like listening to that. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody kill that man. <laughs> I love the set piece, though. I love that the fish has swallowed all these giant ships. Incredible. And very much foreshadowed yes. in the in the play. And very was, much, uh, a, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was in the... That, oh, that great, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Very much, a, you know, a classic mythic trope. Yeah, the belly of a whale. Mm-hmm. Ideally. Mm-hmm. We've all seen Pinocchio here. Yep. Yes. I can't think of any Three guys, six thumbs up. <laughs> uh, for the record, uh, my thumbs are down. What of the original? Like oh, the Disney? I, I mean, oh, my thumbs are not doing anything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then like we physically, just clarify actually, that yeah. so that people don't think you're ragging on the best Disney film that's ever been. No, I think you should have been more clear though, because you were saying we were out well, thumbs up. Maybe. Well, you know, my head like that's what was happening. Emotionally, they were up. Yeah. Although I haven't seen Pinocchio. Gilliam says that imagination counts for just as much. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, good point. A mm. fine point. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> this is the uh, this is the li- <laughs> this is the dark night of the soul moment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Munchausen has like firmly given up now. He's like, I just want to die in peace. Yeah, I want to play cards until I'm dead. Yeah, playing cards with the Grim Reaper, yeah. who makes an appearance once again, and who yeah. Sally just constantly has no f no. Uh, um, Difficulty in like dispatching, like it just takes like a touch, which I really liked. I thought mm, that was cool, yeah. but it's just like she's like, nope, not today. And every time she touches, it's just like, just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like sets fire to yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah, I did love how it was the one playing cards and flick, like dealing out the cards. Yeah, but that was neat. Yeah, neat little reveal. A commentary on life itself, some yeah. would say. Yeah, well, th- this is this is this is the last final. This you know, this swings us into the climax. Yeah, because he has his uh, Munchausen has his snuff box. He makes the sn- the fish sneeze. Yeah, well, his horse is also there. Actually, there's a third member. Oh yeah, the horse. Oh yeah, the horse keeps oh, yeah. <laughs> That poor horse. Probably multiple horses. Oh, I don't think man. the first one survived that. <laughs> <laughs> like jump, that forty meter jump. Fucking yeah. awful. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. Gilliam keeps bragging about how he's like, he's like, uh, you know. He, he the the film was referred to or like a lot of people in pun, in in interviews were like, um, Mr. Gilliam, you just must be so proud. I haven't seen a film with this much spectacle since Star Wars, nearly you know, yeah. like just over ten years ago. And he's like, oh, well, that's wonderful, thank you, thank you. And, and then he, but he's, then he always goes into like, but you know what those movies do is they they they're trying to make effects of things that aren't real, of of you know spaceships and battles and this and that. He's like, what we're doing is is is. Instead of using a, uh, a CG or like a like practically like whatever, he's like talking about the practical effects, but how that everything they're playing with is like a living, breathing thing. So it's not a big spaceship; it's a big fish, or it's a huge, mm. it's a horse that they're like pushing off a building. He's like, it's amazing, and you're like, also Terry, it's kind of weird and sad. Please don't hurt those animals. <laughs> too late for that. <laughs> too late. So yeah, they they, res- they he gets this he has this snuff box thing. Mm. I don't know what that is, like cocaine or something. What is that? Uh. Yeah, something like that. Presumably Opium, I think. Some kind of thing. Yeah, he, he blows it into the fish. That that sort of like makes it eject them all through its blowhole. Yeah. And then they sort of see um, this city in the distance. They sort of yeah. ended up back there. And yeah. It's like it's time to change the city. Yeah, mm. I know. What are, what are the odds? Mm. And throughout the film, we know that the city's still in danger because throughout the film, like oh, Munchausen yeah. keeps getting distracted. It's constantly whether it's by Venus to, or yeah. the moon or whatever it is, yeah. and. Sally's always like, we've got to get back to the city. Mm. Like, you know, and it's he's in always, danger. And he's always like, it's fine, they're fine. And then it's like a quick cut back to just like, ah, just like yeah, to <laughs> them like yeah, ramming yeah. against the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like actually, We're yeah, imminent yeah. danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they they um, again. There's another sort of low point where like Munchausen um, yeah, Munchausen is like, come on, you do this and you do this and you use your legs to do this and you use your sharpshooting skills to do this. And Sally's like, they're all old. They can't do it. And he's like, fine then. I guess I'll just surrender. Then. They sort of, I don't know, they get a second wind. They do it anyway. They do it anyway. (laughs) Because the movie needs to end. Yeah. (laughs) Which I liked. I liked it. Like, I love it when... Somehow Palpatine returns. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's it's that kind of... Yeah. That kind of moment. And then they save the day. Yeah. Uh, After all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) In very very fun and creative ways. Like, it's it's a fun thing. It's my favorite scene. It's an Incredibles moment, basically. It's like, all right, you each have a character with a special ability. Make sure they do something that only they can do and mm. it's always fun um, mm. the the albrecht spins like five giant ships with an anchor and mm. like swings them and throws them at all the sultan's men a bullet is shot at munchausen and Berthold runs at it diverts it with like this armor oh yeah that was fun yeah, he goes yeah, yeah, i was just thinking it. like oh the flash eric idol <laughs> did <laughs> eric, i will say eric idol did like any scene he was in i was like i'm, I'm back in for some reason like it was just like, i want to his, his voice is funny He's a funny guy. Every time he screamed, I, I yeah. Was, I so was, yeah. I was always, and also I just never thought I'd see a shot in a film like a mounted camera on Eric Idle's face as he was like running through the <laughs> like that GoPro footage almost, oh, like yeah, where he's running yeah, up. Yeah. I was like, what? This is like yeah, the flash shot. I yeah, want to call it yeah, quick, yeah, the flash shot. Yeah, the yeah, quicksilver exactly. shot for all you yeah Marvel fans out yeah. there. Is that um, quicksilver? Is that yeah? yeah. yeah. The there's also a Fox one. No, because that's Fox. That's like the I see quicksilver. What? Because there's, there's like three speedy boys. There's like the Flash. There's the one from X-Men. Yeah, Quicksilver. And then there's the one who's like the brother of Scarlet Witch. Also yeah, that's also, also Quicksilver. Oh, that's the same one. Ah, uh, don't you know, you nerd. <laughs> yeah. I really hope you get fired. You're calling him the nerd. <laughs> We're the nerds here. Yeah. We knew. Yeah. You're not yeah. nerd enough. Yeah. Uh, and then who else? The sharpshooter guy does a sharpshooter thing. Yeah, Jack somehow. Purvis like breathes a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and boy, he gets he like, blows some stuff. At blows. one stage, like maybe he can't, but then he takes what's yeah. out of his mouth out and does it again. It's, it's all yeah, fun. it's all a thing. It's all a thing. So they, the Sultans they, they are win. defeated. Yeah, and um, he co- uh, Monkhausen does about six decapitations in about oh, yeah. three seconds. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. which in the behind the scenes, I saw how they made those dummies. Like oh, yeah. them, t- I didn't see how they made like the testing of them. Where I was like, what are they doing there? And then all of a sudden, like six heads just go boom, 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 and I was like, oh. Oh, so that wasn't real. Okay, that's good. Um, you never know with Gilliam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is a wild one. <laughs> it's got to be real. We got to be invested in this moment. This man is fucking unhinged. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. got to stop him. <laughs> we got to put a stop to this man. <laughs> oh, man. He's just going to keep making these movies. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be crazy. Oh, God, I'm so scared. And so then... The oh, town- then the sharp cut. Well, the yeah, town celebrates. Like... Well, no, it's, I think it's like the town celebrates, and it's like, "Hooray, the savior!" Oh, oh yeah. And then we we slowly pan up from the crowd to Old like JP. this statue of death, yeah, or like the Grim Reaper, and then you know, sort of crouched on that thing is is um yeah, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price, yeah. who plays Horatio Jackson, is his actual name. <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest name? It's like Horatio. Is... Okay, Jackson. What? That is a weird name. That sounds like what, the kind of name that's like and drafted for the uh, Seattle Mariners uh, as a shortstop. 
Horatio Jackson. He's having a great season. This uh, this this ballpark has never seen a I man mean, like that. Steps Jonathan Price. Yeah, it was a weird <laughs> German. He's wearing Jackson. that old like leather yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he's doing the he's doing the kind of um, Monty Burns like uh, like Homer signals. Like he's just like someone immediately slammed tackles. Ooh, that's gonna knock him out of the season for sure. Maybe out of this life. We don't know. Our hearts go out to his family. Yeah, as a black day for baseball. Well, anyway, he's crashed on this statue, and then he shoots Baron Munchausen. to death. Yeah, it's a clean shot. Just it's a real yeah done. Yeah, yeah, widely, widely implausible that he'd make that shot from that distance with a musket. I mean, and then to the oh yeah, this is the this is the insider. I was on board with the film. Yeah, until that moment. So this just Chris Kyle back again. He's like again. It's no. This, what is, what, this is what happened. This is what happened. No, the the crosshairs, no crosshairs, no scope. The silencer's busted. Uh, yeah. Um, no scope. But then, yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we get we get. The Baron make- got no scopes. <laughs> oh, that's wicked. <laughs> Yeah, he's a mod play. He's a he's a mod character you can play in uh, in the version of COD. You can play as the Baron. <laughs> <laughs> or in, in Fortnite. You have to like crouch three times in this specific spot in the game, and then like do a three sixty. Yeah. And then you can jump into this invisible platform. Yeah. And then if you do that, you will unlock Baron Munchausen. I'm like the Baron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's only yeah. a night. It's only a night map that you play, and you look up, and the moon's just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then he gets God. assassinated. Everyone's sad, and then it's like fake out ending. Fake out snap cut to him on the stage telling this story. Everyone's very invested after having not been at the start of the film. Yeah, I think and he says something to the effect of, "And that was just the first time, or one of the many times." Yeah, one of the many times I died, or whatever. He, yeah. I think he says died. Like, I don't even yeah. think he says cheated death. He just yeah, says, died. and I decided not to do it again or whatever. Didn't the death statue come to life? Oh, yeah. It comes back yeah. one more time to grab him and it officially takes him this time. Yes. And he's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it takes his soul. What does it, what it, it, it take? Like a flame? It Something like that, out yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's like a Dementor, Harry Potter, th- you know, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. Throwback. Throwback <laughs> to the Harry Potter. The, the film that Terry wanted to direct, the, the never Nazis. did. The Nazis did the original Harry Potter. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah that's why Azkaban sounds so German, I guess. Mm. <laughs> it's called Azkabakken or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the original. Bertie yeah. bots every flavor strudel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a weird episode. Um, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. As are all. The no, episodes. it is like it's it's on brand, but it's like. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. Because we've gone with our imagination. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that, that's, and that's sort of it. That's kind much. of it. Because, yeah. well, then he kind of takes him out to the... He's like, the, the, everyone. Uh, everyone's in, in, engrossed in the story. And yep. then he's like, uh, we need to go to the gates and open the gates. And everyone's like, yeah. And the Jonathan Price is like, no, no, don't open the gates. Oh, They're yeah. still out there. They're attacking and we'll all die. And he's like, no, open the gates. Yeah. They push past the, all the guards. They open the gates. And the Turks have been defeated. So was it all real? Was it all uh, a fantasy? Who yeah. knows? But 
Who cares? Uh, who cares? And then uh, Baron leaves on a horse with his dog. He's, he's got like a little greyhound situation there. Oh, uh, that's, uh, dog. Uh, that's because he does as well. He's like, stay there, boy. I'll be back. It yeah. saves him. He sees him because, oh, yeah, yeah. forgot about you. And then, uh, uh, you know what then, they say? Every dog has its death. <laughs> That's the theme of the story. Except for you, yeah. <laughs> the thing. Yeah, there we go, man. Yeah, there's there, your meaning. There you go, there's your meaning, yeah. Uh, and then everyone's waving goodbye, and then is it, what's what's Lush? Is the girl? Oh, no, he I just... I think it's him riding oh, he did, off. No, no, it's not even riding off. He just disappears. He just he just literally just goes... Ding. I can look at this. Yeah, he just disappears in like a cloud of smoke, but it basically just vaporizes. <laughs> he does. Wow. It's like Spock in the, in, in the Simpsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. And literally, he didn't do anything. It's like, what did you actually do? Yeah, you could put that at the start of this episode. That would probably be pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I? He does, yeah. It's a lovely last shot. It's like it this is, beautiful yeah. painting almost. And he just goes, more of a, yeah. then yeah. a, but yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. More, <laughs> more noises, please. <laughs> more noises. The parrot. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's your top. That's your take. Your All right. Take. What's your star rating? Yeah, man. Well, we got it. What we have to do is we can do stars, but what we got to do is box set, and then we got to just we got to we got to. Is there another thing we do? We got to rank. We got to rank, and then we got to spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. rating, I'm gonna go. Three stars. Oh, okay, that's more positive than yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, no, I didn't hate it. I just I just wanted more out of it. I feel like because Time Manus was something that I was like, ah, that's charming. I love it. You know? And uh I yeah, this this I think even just more more so the, the, the practical effects like get this thing up a lot for me. I think Brazil was like two and a half or something. I mean yeah. I don't really do stars a lot, but yeah. Uh I don't know. What about you? Well, I I don't know, I was thinking like three stars, but I really liked it. Depends how you view star ratings. Yeah, right. It's, it all depends. Three, three and a half, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was. I thought it was. It was good. Yeah. Uh, very good. Cool. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It is like tie with time bandits for me. It's like three half. Nice. Solid three half. Cool. Um, but for the fact that it it is quite cursed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And yeah, there yeah. are some, there are obviously problems that are a bit more stark in this than there are in yes some uh, plotty you know, plotty stuff some story stuff just yeah. part of the world of the movie exactly yeah anything that happens in the world of the movie yeah is okay by me <laughs> <laughs> alright box set if, if this is the box set question Simon it, it's yeah. basically these are unofficial tri- trilogies uh, so if you were to walk into a uh, your local DVD stand or your electronic shop uh, I heard that industry you, is like set to boom if you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're really hoping <laughs> Here, here's hoping if you were to walk into a place in it and in, you know next to Star Wars next to Lord of the Rings next to Back to the Future it had the Imagination Trilogy would you be like, yeah, that's fair enough? Or would you be like, why are they selling those as a pay- as a package? Like, you know, you uh, think it fits? No, fair enough for sure. Yeah, yeah. The bo- it it passes the box set test. Yeah, I'm gonna say, it don't. Yes, they're comparable in the sense that they're like very practically well made in terms of like the the crazy effects and the yes, like the escape into the imagination and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But also like, Brazil, for me was, um. I, even just tonally, mm. um, it doesn't fit with the other two. Mm. Um, yeah. I think the, the top yeah, and tail... Got a point. Also, again, the fact that the other two are like uh, more... The audience is mm. different. Like more... It's more children. It's family and children. The time... Speci- like the, the kind of back in time elements of it. The, the, the imagination and fantasy elements are more... 
of a certain tone, whereas Brazil feels way more um, industrial, way more Blade Runner. Mm. Like I don't, yeah, there's part of me that's almost like it could exist in some kind of a, a break the system trilogy, but the, the other two don't feel like yeah. that. Mm. So I, I think for that reason, the other two feel like fantasies. Brazil feels like a sci-fi, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Brazil feels neon, whereas yeah. whereas um, the other two feel like, you know, Lamp organic. Lit. Lamp lit, yes, exactly, yeah. Organic. Organic, yep. Potions, apothecaries, I don't know, weird time stuff. Yeah, giant fish. Robin yeah. Hood. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah. Like everything you said, I sort of agree with, in a lot of ways. This one is like Brazil is very blue, like, mm. like the palette is blue. The second, blue. the second film in trilogies often are though. Think about yeah. This has been Temple a weird trend. You know, yeah. Back to the Future Two. They're often Empire a dip. Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know and and it's also a, it's also as far as we go, it is officially like people are like it is his imagination trilogy. Like it, it is. is you know. His so me saying that one, yeah. you know me saying that isn't saying that it's not a, a trilogy. Like I just wouldn't want all three in a, in yeah. a set. Yeah. 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 Um. For me, yeah, I would put him in a set purely because it's got this very beautiful symmetry where it's like the protagonist in the first one's a kid, protagonist in the second one's an adult protagonist in the third one is well you could argue it's a kid as well but it's you know it's about the adventures of baron munchausen this old man a kid so in all of us so yeah <laughs> exactly and it does have this <laughs> sort of like it does have this sort of like uh journey and return where it's like kid has like you know they can live in the world of imagination mm. and an adult lives in the world of reality where it's like i gotta do this fucking job mm. i gotta go pay taxes mm. uh, my wife is <laughs> on to me again <laughs> about that only thing that gets <laughs> job <laughs> the only thing that gets me through the day is the devil rum <laughs> i just can't do it no more um, but then as you become an old man everyone talks about wanting to be an old man or like an old person because you're like ah fuck it I don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah. so typically you end up being, saying stuff you shouldn't on Twitter or something like that or, yeah. or an AOL or an AOL <laughs> 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 but there is a freedom in, 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 in like a sort of like childlike liberation when you reach that age where it's like hey, adventures and craziness yeah. and you know and, and it's like the up man from up you know put a whole bunch of balloons in my house gonna go to south africa or yeah. wherever he goes I don't yeah know. um so yeah i would put it in, in a trilogy fair yeah fair fair, fair. two That's against it. one yeah yeah you it, lose and then what's the last thing we do why do i always forget spin the wheel spin that wheel oh we didn't rank them though we gotta rank them oh yeah well of yeah, course yeah. yeah yeah we literally spoke about we it. rank them three films three two one baby yeah. uh okay three um, i imagine you probably guessed my order well i mean i still yeah, need to finish of. the rewatch of brazil but three Time Bandits, mm. two, Munchausen, one, Brazil. But if Brazil really fucks it in the second half, then maybe... Fair. Knowing what you like about films, I think it's only going to get higher. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it's on, on course to get a bit higher. Mm. Tyrese? <laughs> I resent that. <laughs> How dare you? Um, my favourite would be... Three, two, well, one. Three, two, one. three, two, one. Sorry, three, two, one. Um, Even would he be the system. would be Brazil. The system's broken. <laughs> sorry, 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 Tyrese. Continue. <laughs> it's Tyrus. It's Tyrus, you fools. No, um, three would be Brazil. Two would be Time Bandits. Three, 
would be just by like three. one one you said one. three again you said three two three <laughs> this is your fault matt this is your system <laughs> it's such an easy system Bronze, silver, gold. that's, that's it. why it's one up, two standard. three one one up, one eight one. four you know what's two comes after one so, so three is brazil three two is... is let me let me do it again yeah <laughs> if it's There's my guess. Shut up, it will. Uh, okay. Three Brazil, two Time Bandits, one is The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. I just liked it. I liked all the crazy characters. Yeah. I thought it was neat. I thought it was neat. The plot was the... good, and I liked the story. Also, the acting was pleasure. Uh, <laughs> also, what? also, I really like the creator. I have no problems with what he did on this set. Actually, uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, and sadly enough, this movie, in a lot of ways, made me like distance myself a little bit from Terry Gilliam, who's like movie making and right. sort of just attitude to life I've always loved. Hey, it gets to that question, man. It's yeah. like, can you love the art and the artist, or both, or neither, or you know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Your turn. Yeah, so it's, one. This, is, this is really <laughs> shut up. This is really interesting. <laughs> we have we have three lists and they're all different. Yeah. So I would go three Brazil, yep. along with Tyree, but you've got that as your one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I would go two. Uh, Baron. Yep. And I go one time Bandits. We're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're all right. That's... We're all wrong. And you've been very wrong for choosing this to listen to for your Sunday afternoon. Yeah. This is your first. Uh... I did not agree to this. No and chance. I still don't. No chance. Do you think that would be wild if this is someone's first episode of this show to go, oh, look at all these movies they've done. Let's do Baron first. <laughs> like, that'd be wild. Oh, I love Baron. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll finally get maybe, to the bottom of how to pronounce his name. Will, no, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they won't give me 14 options. No, no answers. But no answers. You know what? Maybe it will be someone's first because huh. uh, it's such a specific movie that maybe not a lot of podcasts have been done about it. So they're like, That's I true. really want a hot take on this film. That's true. Well, you got three hot takes, folks. Maybe it'll have zero listeners. That's also a possibility. <laughs> not with you. Not with Simon on because oh. do you know what? Simon, out of the 40 episodes that I did of Unpacked, which you can still find on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's a po- <laughs> podcast about tr- crazy travel stories. Wherever you um, find fine podcasts. Um, I did an episode with Simon. It's in the first season. It's called Sh- uh, Whiskey's in Shanghai. Yep. For whatever reason, because no one listened to this show, but what, for whatever reason, in the optics of like in the, in the data, it's like, you know, if, if every episode has 100 listens, which I think is a roundabout, right? Every that that episode that Simon did had more than six hundred. Inexplic- inexplicably was like interesting. So I feel like we're on a hot streak with Simon. Fan club, I yeah. don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm afraid of them. It is time to spin the wheel. Uh, this is Matt's favorite part of the show. Do you know the concept, Simon? Yeah, I know the concept. I Excellent. just how do you spin the wheel? Where's the wheel? So, yeah, it's well, on it's, his computer. Uh, My rule oh, is no, that no, we. It's, it's right here. I'm just going to wheel it in now. It's this yeah. massive yeah, shoot. wheel. <laughs> I just have had this thing. <laughs> 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 that's uh, that's uh, Matt farting <laughs> into the microphone. My rule is that I don't watch the wheel while it spins. Uh, so we can just, I watch it? Just... What? No one can watch it. No one can watch. No it one watches it. it. He just spins it and then he, we all open our eyes. Oh, okay. he, just, he just presses yeah. and then we all go. You have to trust that I'm not just like picking the trilogy that I want desperately. Yeah, yeah. we shut episode. our eyes and we peek and you're just like scrolling. Like, yeah. I really want to do this one. <laughs> yeah. all right. I've been wanting to see the Baron Munchausen. Th- whatever the fuck. Let's, so do you know of any unofficial trilogy, Simon? Uh, yeah, the Imagination Trilogy by Terry Gilliam. <laughs> yeah, nice. Cool, 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 cool. We'll cover that one hopefully soon. Yeah. I hope. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say, if you know of any, you can kind of like... 
get it ready in your brain to be to be picked yeah. by the wheel. But the wheel you can even add it to our wheel if you have one. We'll take oh, it. I'm, you guys would have it covered. Probably. I thought we talked about it. I've got like no well. names on the wheel, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you're, you're relying this, on me. That's why we're not letting him look because there's nothing on this uh, wheel. It may as well, well be I guess a square. This is it's not going anywhere. Uh, all right, give it a spin. Let's all right. let's all let's. What are you hoping for, Ty? Uh, I've been saying for the last like maybe two or three episodes like I really want either Vengeance Trilogy oh yeah uh, and cause old boys out in cinemas again mm-hmm. I'm like yeah mm-hmm. that one or um, uh, it's a really unofficial one that I've contrived but it's Satoshi Kone's movies just like oh. Oh, cause he did four so I was like alright sweet I'll do yeah <laughs> smush them into a quadrilogy hey we're good nice. so that's what I'm hoping for yeah, that that would be great. I'm hoping has, for. Has Matt seen any of those? No, I haven't seen any. I'd be happy. I'd be thing, happy. I'd happy to happily get either of those two because. Uh, They're unbelievable. Yeah. Um, God knows we'll get them last, and I'll be like 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Um, that will be a long death. Though. I'm like, no. <laughs> 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 um, I I like that one. I I really want an animation one. I want an animation one. We haven't haven't had one yet. Yeah. Really want. I want. I want the uncanny one. I reckon. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. have yeah, you got yeah, like a? Is there any like Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin unofficial trilogies oh, or something? There might Probably. be. Yeah, there might be. Or a Keaton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look into that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> we could do the general, the train one that he did, and we could add to the Denzel and uh, Fuck and uh, Tony Scott train trilogy because there's two movies that Denzel and Tony Scott did about. What's trains. the other one? Unstoppable Besides, and yeah. Taking a Pelham One Two Three. Oh, I haven't seen both. Are fucking great. Um, I liked Pelham. Make one more Buster train Cage movie with Denzel. <laughs> 100 Tony, years Tony, prior. Tony, please listen to me. Make one more train movie with Denzel. Please. Re- yeah, God, really I don't think he's capable train. of that. <sighs> the train. Really? Oh. Why is he cancelled as well? No, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't know that? Tony Scott? Yeah. I fully didn't know that. <laughs> he, he died like uh, 10 years ago, I oh, think. Oh, fuck. Did you know that? Uh, no. Whoa. <laughs> Why is Huge revelation. <laughs> Huge revelation on the pod today, ladies and gentlemen. These two profess to be film nerds, and they don't know that one of these guys has kicked the bucket many years given, ago. Like, wow, well, well, apologies. That, that sucks. Matt's yeah. been receiving so much bad news. Like last week, I was t- he was like, "We did, <laughs> oh, um, we did yeah. Duck Suck." It's, it still hurts him to this day. We did Duck Suck. We want to meet him. Yeah, well, we did Duck Suck, which has James Coburn in it. He's like, he's the he's the villain from Monsters Inc. Oh. The easiest comp I can think yeah. of. He's done lots of Miss other Waterloo. stuff. Yeah, the big crap. Yep. He's done many, many other things, but we just know him as the He's crap. in The Great Escape as well. Yeah, exactly. And oh, okay. plenty of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he died like 2002 and Matt was like, mm-hmm. I was devastated. Devastated. I, I, I thought he was still. I thought he was. I thought he was still around. No, <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was dead. Yeah. But I didn't know that he died so long ago. I feel like it would have been less sad if he like died in like 2018. And I was like, oh, I, maybe I could have met him. But I didn't. But like 20, 2002, I would have like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Probably not. Yeah. Nah. No. Nah, nah. Anyway, spin that wheel. But Terry Gilliam's like, yeah, two thumbs up, man. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> All right. You can meet me as well. I live. <laughs> no, I'm still around. Uh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm we good. We're going to jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. Terry Gilliam okay. falls off buildings. <laughs> All right. Spin the wheel. Spinning the wheel. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's like, see, my stunts are safe. I'll show you. Oh, oh, no. It's like Krusty eating the serrated Krusty. Sarah Polly makes a movie called Director Falling. <laughs> Director, and she pushes him. Oh, what man. do we get? What do we get? What do we get? Sorry, I'm going to spin. Okay, here we go. No. Bada bing. <clears throat> Insert sound effect here. I'll be like a. <laughs> I can't have I can that out. 
No, I like I it. I thought we're, you were telling me. We're gonna re- we're gonna double that and use it. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh god. Okay, it's um, the existential trilogy, Yorgos Lanthimos. Sorry, so there's the lobster and uh, killing of a sacred deer and the favorite. The favorite. Uh, so his first three English language films. I love seen, the favorite. Yeah. I've seen none of them. Would you say it's your favorite? favorite? No, don't say it. <laughs> I've seen. I was trying to think of another word than favorite. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I haven't seen the, the other ball. two though, the lobster or oh. uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen any of them until. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen any. Yeah. yeah, I've seen all of them. Huh? Now. Yeah, well, yeah, lobster twice now. Yeah, basically. Um, but I just don't remember liking the Sacred Deer one, and I remember liking the favorite. Mm. Yeah, my favorite was fun. Favorites, yeah, re- very funny and yes. yeah, and just cool. good. It's just straight yes. up good. Cool. You know. Like that's, my, that's my that's uh, my review. <laughs> you know? The plot has uh, moving pieces, and the story goes like a long train off a short Tony Scott shaped bridge. <laughs> Don't know where I was going with that. Not to a good place. Uh, you can. Sad you can to know cut that, that trilogy will never be completed. The yeah. Tony yeah. Scott train. Well, trilogy. maybe we should do it for him just out of honor, like well, a duology. Yeah. I don't this want to watch so Unstoppable. For some reason, I feel like it's a bad oh, movie. It's so good. It's why I love it Pine is. so much. It is very good. It's, it's very good. Yeah, you stand by it as well. It's so good. Have you not seen it? I've seen it and I hated it. Oh, okay. I watched it in cinemas <laughs> and I was like, fuck me, this train has just got to stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. That's sadly, why it's so good. I walked into a movie called Unstoppable and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> have yourself to blame there. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, yeah, that's my fault to be fair. Uh, true, 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 true. Oh, well. well it's been a pleasure having yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks thank for you. Thanks so um, you know I hope yourself. I contributed enough. Uh, but yeah, it was great to see you two firing. You've, yeah. I can tell you've been at this a while. Yeah, we we had this. Is it the wrinkles and the marks on our faces? And the weariness and the grey hair. And, no. No, but you're um yeah, you you're very good at your craft. Um and I had a good time. So okay, bye. Thank you for he's coming. Gone. Thank you. Oh, he's, he was loud. He just he just evaporated like yeah, uh, just like like, like, like the Baron. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for coming and uh, adding your your takes. Always yeah, hard. Always, anytime. Always great. Anytime. And uh, yeah, just for being a great great friend of the pod, future yeah. guest, whiny boy, all that stuff. You know what? Mm. Whiny man. Whiny man. Whiny man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, it's whiny boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was really fourth. That was really. You know what? You know what, Tari? Actually, whiny baby. Am I right? Like, <laughs> whiny asshole. Wah wah. You stupid baby. Uh, all right. Well, join no, no, no. us. Future guest, I think. For sure. May- maybe. Finally, if you land on. <laughs> it sounded unconfident. I was like, yeah. Maybe you want to. It's like I mean that, but it was uncomfortable because you're like, if you would like, if he would like to like make himself do this again. It's future not, guest, yeah, I if, hope. If I would, would love choose, to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, especially if you land on something like the Vengeance trilogy. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, you could be our first guest to have on for each of the episodes. Maybe who knows? Mm, we might do that one day. Mm, yeah, yeah. You can replace Matt. I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I love God, him. I, I love you, this guy. Love you too, man. I love all your listeners too. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. If you, uh, if you, thanks. You, I was going to say, I was going to give you a moment there that you look like you had something to say, but you just added that. That's great. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends, for spreading the word about this little podcast. Uh, we're going to keep doing it, whether you listen or not, as we always say. Uh, but we enjoy it if you listen. That's great. Uh, thank you so much for the artwork, Jack Myers. Beautiful artwork uh, for our great pod. Follow us on Instagram at tripod underscore show. 
And if you have a trilogy or just any hot takes that you want to send us, we have an email, mattandtari at gmail.com. Yeah, tripod at gmail.com was taken. Yeah. Yeah. By those jerks at tripod. So it was tripod one, two, three. So it was try tripod. So yeah. it was pod try. We tried a lot of things and it ended up being like, well, Tyree's not going to be in an email except for any that he has. So we did exactly. Matt and Tyree, which is M-A-T-T-A-N-D-T-Y-R-I-E at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, get in touch. <laughs> we, uh, we're, Why am we're, I still we're, here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we we leave, we need to do that other thing, right? Uh, we need to rank. Uh, no, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Don't lose heart. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Fuck off. That was good. That should have been. Good. But I just the way you said it. I don't said lose it heart. Like, yeah, I thought it yeah. wasn't much time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, You're doing the thing. Yeah. Why? That's how we test it every time. What? Yeah. You're scaring our guests. Do you watch Time Bandits? Oh, yeah, of course. Did I watch? It's the song at the end. Yeah. And the start. No, 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 at the end. No, no, just We just did it at the start. I would have been way more excited for that movie if that had come out in the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was more the end that I was like, wow, this movie's great. Are we your... Are we on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyree's got to do an intro. We just, yeah, sorry. We just just try, we try. Okay, because I'm I'm ready to talk about Time Bandits. We'll do do an intro and then we'll... we'll, I want to talk about Time Bandits now. Okay. We'll put this, speaking of Time Bandits, we'll put this in the future at the end of the episode. Just as a like bonus credits thing for people who listen all the way to the end. Yeah. And want to hear some random shit. Yeah, they don't get any Because they get a little peek behind the curtain, see what we're talking about. And we're not talking about the genius probably. But by this stage, they're probably like, we get it. It's like extra chat. It's not that much of a curtain to like, it's not that much of a curtain to draw back. What's behind the curtain? Another curtain. A brick wall. (laughs) (laughs) Another curtain. Um, I haven't actually prepared. Oh, you fucking idiot. We take it in turns every time. Do you want me? I've got the thing here. I'll, I'll get it up. I'll know, I'll wing this one. I just need to get the exact...